Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. He's got room. He's turning all the burners inside the 30, inside the 20, inside the 10. Touchdown for the Sealands Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the hearts of Seal Nation. Driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game, the Heartland Conference, and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome to Senior Night at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, and welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors, with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the strip at Humble's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Ryan Brandt. Tonight, it's the 4-5 Seals Grove Seals hosting the 7-2 Montoursville Warriors. Both teams are making a push to district playoffs. In 39 meetings, the Seals lead the all-time series 20-17 and two ties. In 2017, the Seals got a convincing 48-21 win over the Warriors. The Warriors got an easy win a week ago over Tawanda while the Seals fell to Danville. The Warriors' two losses on the season have come on the road, while the Seals are 2-2 two and two at home. The Seals will finish the regular season versus Montoursville for the first time since 2009 when the Seals shut out the Warriors 41-0 to finish undefeated. Well, Ryan, the Seals will take on their sixth team with an above 500 record, back-to-back games with teams with a combined record of 15-3. On the other side, Martoursville has played only three teams with an above 500 record all season. The combined opponent records of the last three wins, 6 and 21 for Montoursville. So the Seals have a winnable game here tonight. They'll have to play very well against a 7-2 Montoursville Warrior team. And I couldn't agree anymore, Pat. I mean, you can talk all you want about Montoursville's schedule, but they just have to beat what's in front of them, and they've done that. Uh, only two losses this year, and, and, and they've done uh, all their success has come well-balanced. This is a well-balanced team offensively and defensively. When I look at the stuff they've done offensively, you know, they're averaging uh, 360 yards a game, and it's a good mix, 198 average rushing, 161 average passing a game. 48 TDs on the season, very close, 20 rushing, 24 receiving. It's impressive how they have that balance offensively. Nice QB and uh, uh, Shearer kid. 13, oh, basically 1,400 yards passing. He's got 23 TDs, only three interceptions. Decent and respectable running back and Logan Ott. 91 carries, 523 yards, five TDs. Then they got a really nice receiver and the Jackson, Dele- De- I pronounced this right, Delena. And he's got uh, 28 for 593 and 7 TDs. So they just got a little bit of everything all over the field, a really well-balanced offense. And they got a couple of nice uh, defensive guys. This is a defense that's produced 40 tackles for a loss, 18 sacks, 11 interceptions, and nine fumble recoveries. They do it on defense, too. They balance it out in the backfield. They create turnovers. And, the, and they got a guy in there, 47 tackles, number nine, Delania. And then number 33, Cam Wood. Seven tackles for a loss and 4.5 sacks. Impressive team here. There's a very good, well-rounded Montoursville team. Yeah, when we talked to Derek, he said that this front for Montoursville is comparable to what you would see when we saw uh, Southern 
and when we saw Berwick. So he was very complimentary of the guys up front, and he knows, and he talked about very openly, the importance of controlling that offensive line, and more so than any part of this year has he talked about, and they be able to establish a running game, and that's the key focus here tonight for the Seals Grove Seals. Looking at Montoursville a week ago, they beat Tawanda easily, 49-13. to They were leading at half, 35-7. to They put up 417 total yards on Tawanda, 268 rush, 149 through the air. They only had 12 first downs, but they were scoring in big clips against a Tawanda team. They did have four penalties, 35 yards, and one turnover. And what they did defensively, and you talked about it already, Ryan, what they've been able to do defensively, well, they did it last week against Tawanda, holding them just 13 points, 156 total yards uh, for Tawanda, 62 on the ground, 94 through the air, and they did give up 10 first downs a week ago to Tawanda. So Montoursville sits at 7-2 right now. Now their second seed in AAA, so they have a lot to play for here tonight as they make that playoff push. For Seals Grove, a week ago, they lost to Danville, a game that was 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. Seals Grove had played very well, and Derek Hicks talked about it. If we could put four quarters together like we did in that first quarter against Danville, he'd be very comfortable about their uh, action here tonight against the Montoursville Warrior team. At halftime, it was 17-0. Remember, Danville scored late in that first half to go up 17 to nothing. And uh, But the big numbers, total numbers, 446 for Danville a week ago, 182 on the ground, 264 through the air. And, Ryan, 22 first downs for Danville a week ago. So they weren't doing it in big clips. They were moving the ball down the field. And their quarterback, Riley, had a good game a week ago. And when you talk about it, what they're going to have to deal with the Schurer kid, who, as you talked about, 23 touchdowns and only three interceptions. Boy, we're going to have to get to him and disrupt things and get him to force things in to possibly get some interceptions against this kid. And that's been the key success for the Seals Grove team this year. It just seems like when we're able to get pressure on QBs, that's where the difference is made. It seems like we play at a higher level. We feed off of when we make plays in the backfield. I think the offense even feeds off it when they come out after a nice defensive stance. So, yeah, I mean, again, another week, another QB that shows promise. I mean, it's been a tough schedule for Seals Grove this year, and and, and it's going to be no different tonight. And, and, and it's always the key, especially in high school football, that line of scrimmage. Winning the battle at the line of scrimmage, it means everything. Getting in the backfield and disrupting uh, what's going on and the, and the opposing offense, it, it creates so many issues. It takes the wind out of the sails of your offense, and, and it is. It's going to be tonight. Can Seals Grove get in the backfield? Can they create issues? And at the same time, when they have the ball, can they protect their backfield? Can, can they give enough time for a young Danny Shock? to complete passes or to open up some gaps for some running room. Well, Derek talked about that. We'll hear from him at the bottom of the hour, and he talked about disrupting things for the quarterback for Montoursville and how much more effective he is when he can sit and relax and throw the ball wherever he wants. So, again, he talked about the importance, as you did, Ryan, about winning that defensive line and disrupting things against the Shurer kid and how much more impactful or how much disruptive you can be for that quarterback. Well, we have a whole lot more to talk about when it comes to Seals and the Montoursville Warriors here tonight on game night. 
or game day, excuse me, and we'll preview other games as part of Sunbear Broadcasting Corporation. We got Kevin Hur, who'll bring us the Shikolimi Braves and the Milton Black Panthers on 1070 WKOK. Also, we're going to hear uh, a preview on the coverage of the Lewisburg Green Dragons, and obviously, you can hear the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley. So we have a lot more. Plus, we'll give you the Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. So stick around. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1950. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists, and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal, home, and auto, or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570 286 5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. There's a new breed of dog in town and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your basset hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, si, senor. Don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Both teams going through their pregame warm-ups. It's the Seals Grove Seals coming at 4-5, and five, trying to even the record in the final regular season game against the Montoursville Warriors, who come in at 7-2. and two. But again, we'll talk a lot more about these two teams as we get ready for the opening kickoff at the top of the hour between the Seals and the Warriors. Shikolimi hopes to ride into Alumni Field and get their second win of the season as they take on the Milton Black Panthers. Well, let's hear from the voice of the Shikolimi Braves. Of course, that's Kevin Hur covering the game on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Well, it sounds like a rerun of the last seven weeks for Shikolimi. Injuries have changed the lineup for their matchup tonight against the Milton Black Panthers. It's been the storyline for basically the last eight weeks of football for the Braves. Usually the season rolls on, you start to see injuries affect the lineup, but tonight it gives the Braves a very different look. Fifteen players are listed as out for tonight's matchup, many of which would see significant playing time. The good news for Shikolami is that Bingham and Nettles, Herring, and Mercado are all available to run the ball tonight. 
They account for 520 of the 872 yards rushing this year. They're also key players on defense with Mercado and Bingaman as the top playmakers with a combined 140 tackles, 12 tackles for a loss, 5 sacks, and 3 forced fumbles. Milton, who has struggles running the ball this year like Shikalemi with just 741 yards on the ground, will look to take advantage of the Shikalemi secondary that's given up 8 yards of completion this year. A healthy Phil Davis himself is averaging 7 yards an attempt this year and 16 per completion. His favorite targets, Quayla Rice and Kamar Bradley, with all but 218 of Davis's 1,138 yards passing this year. Shikalemi looks to defend Rice and Bradley with Darrell Lyles at strong safety, as they successfully did in their win over Central Mountain. They held Colin Jones to just one catch for seven yards and held Central Mountain to just 28 yards passing in their only win of the season. For both teams, the postseason is a possibility. Shikalemi wins, and they're a lock for the four seed in Quad A. A Milton win would give them a shot at the eighth seed in Triple A. Game time is set for seven from Alumni Field in Milton. The pregame show with Dave Ritchie and myself is at six thirty on News Radio ten seventy WKOK, WKOK.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. For Seals Game Day on Eagle 107, I'm Kevin Hurd. Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. Blaze Alexander Ford. Ford.com. It's worth the drive to Route 45. Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grill football games, this company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Track Honey Tags, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Track Honey Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Track Honey Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. Seawans Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawans Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawans Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seals Grove Ford at the bridge in Seals Grove. Go Seals! We are Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, our stat man, Zach Sowers, and of course our producer, Sean Carey. Again, both teams Going through their pre-game warm-up, Seals Grove trying to even the record at five and five and try to up in the Montoursville Warriors. It comes in at seven and two. 
We'll talk more about this team and this matchup coming up. Plus, we'll hear from our head coach, Derek Hicks, at the bottom of the hour. But Lewisburg now, as a part of the Sunbear Broadcasting family, Lewisburg Green Dragons hosts the Mifflinburg Wildcats as the U- Union County Schools will battle for the Little Brown Jug. Time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. The Lewisburg Green Dragons play the Mifflinburg Wildcats in the Little Brown Jug game. Tonight's game will be played on the campus of Bucknell University at Christy Mathewson Memorial Stadium. Lewisburg comes into tonight's contest with a record of 5-4, and four, and Mifflinburg comes in with a record of 2-7. and seven. Last week, Lewisburg was defeated by Central Columbia by a score of 42-16 to 16 in a game in which Lewisburg turned the ball over to Central Columbia three times that resulted in 21 points for the Blue Jays. Sophomore running back Max Moyers led the way with 199 rushing yards and one touchdown. Freshman Ethan Dominic accounted for the other touchdown with a 30-yard touchdown reception. Ethan had five receptions for 95 yards in the night. During last week's game, Max Moyers set the single-season rushing record that now stands at 1,607 yards and counting. The next rushing record would be the career rushing record, which is currently held by Merle Moscarello with 3,217 yards. Moyers currently has 2,722 yards in his career. Another mark within Moyers' reach this season is the single-season touchdown mark. Moyers has 21 touchdowns currently, and the record is 26 touchdowns in a season, which is held by Nathaniel Brown. Mifflinburg comes into the Little Brown Jug contest with a record of 2-7 and seven after falling to Central Mountain in overtime last week. Mifflinburg is led by quarterback Gary DeGroat, who is completing 47% of his passes and has thrown three touchdown passes. DeGroat is also the leading rusher on the team. The leading receiver for Mifflinburg is junior Riley Stahl, who has 45 receptions for 545 yards and two touchdowns. This game is important for Mifflinburg if they hope to make the district playoffs. Even with a win, the Wildcats will need some help to make the playoffs. The Green Dragons need to stop the Wildcats quarterback from breaking out of the pocket and making big plays. Lewisburg needs to control the line of scrimmage and stop the turnovers. Whichever team is successful in this area will be the winner. Game time is 7 o'clock with a pregame at 6.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for game day on Eagle 107. All right, Greg, thanks very much. Should be a great Little Brown Jug game tonight at Bucknell. Sean Carey with you in studio. As we continue Seals game day on Eagle 107, don't forget we have the Seals games streaming tonight at Eagle107.com and on our Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. If you don't have our free app, you can go to either Google Play or the Apple App Store and search Eagle 107. You'll have access to all of our games tonight. Of course, Chickalemi on WKOK, Lewisburg on the Valley, and the Seals here on Eagle 107 with their senior night matchup against Mentoresville. Other games that we are following across the Valley tonight, Midwest at Tunkhannock. I know Seals fans will pay close attention to that because there is a possibility of a Midwest at Seals playoff game next week in District 4 Quad A. Also across the Valley, Bloomsburg at Central Columbia. Columbia Montour Votech at Warrior Run. Undefeated Southern Columbia. They have won 70 straight regular season games. They look to make it 71 tonight as they take on Danville. Tigers will have quarterback Stone Hollenbach back in the starting lineup. South Williamsport at Loyal Sock. Another great rivalry game tonight. You've got Line Mountain at Upper Dauphin. 
Our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough game of the night is Shemokin at Mount Carmel. Blaze Alexander Ford, Route 45 Lewisburg, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. Also tonight, Tri-Valley at Susquehanna, Pine Grove at Halifax. Halifax victory tonight will get them the Tri-Valley Conference Championship. Montgomery at Bucktail, Muncie at Hughesville, Berwick at Coughlin, Williams Valley at Winless Millersburg, and Jersey Shore tonight, they have their rivalry game with Central Mountain. We will have those scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Course level full recap of Week 10 this evening on Sunbury Motors Game Night. We'll take a quick break. Be right back at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as Pat, Ryan, and Zach continue Seals Game Day on Eagle 107. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Zealand's Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. This is Bob Zerman at Zerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Truck in Sunbury. And we are continuing to set goals to grow our business. To do this, I invite you to join our team. We need to expand our staff. So we are seeking automotive technicians, body shop repair staff, and sales team members. If you are interested in getting into the exciting automotive field and working for our company, we are proud to have been voted the best customer service business in the Valley. Please apply at Zimmerman's 1301 Market Street in Sunbury, an equal opportunity employer. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey fans, how about some food? Fan food. The DQ Honey Barbecue Glazed Chicken Strip Basket, the Five Buck Lunch, KC Barbecue Bacon Cheeseburger, or the New Crispy Chicken Salad. And if it is a blizzard that you want, the Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough is the blizzard of the month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ, fan food, not fast food. Hi, I'm Jason Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grove football games, his company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all. Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Steel's Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. The captains have met out on the field. The captains for the Seals Grove Seals here tonight, Smith, Benford, Swineford, and Zyders, all seniors for the Seals Grove Seals. And speaking of seniors, tonight is senior night for the Seals Grove Seals. And Ryan would like to run down and take a look at some of the seniors here tonight for the Seals Grove Seals again as you run down we got uh, Aaron Smith number 24 came out as a senior uh, he's a guy who has been uh, you know contributing mostly in practice and get an opportunity to be a member of the Seals Grove Seals so that's number 24 Aaron Smith for the Seals Grove Seals and just run right, Everett Thomas. He's a guy who came on the scene, came out for football starting his junior year, and has been a solid contributor for on both sides of the line. Defensively, coming in tonight, 39 tackles, four tackles for loss, and one sack. 
Okay, then you go next, uh, senior Ben Swineford. Ben's uh, older brother did well here back in the day, and Ben this year really came on offensively, but he began uh, career seeing time as a sophomore wide receiver before an injury ended his season. Started at corner the last two years, providing uh, uh, some nice length and athleticism to that secondary. Uh, has, has manned a wide receiver spot as a senior year. Offensively, 28 receptions, 351 yards, and three TDs. Had a nice streak this year, too, where, what was it, five consecutive games with a catch? Uh, defensively, 97 tackles. That's a lot of tackles. Three tackles for a loss, five interceptions, and two fumble recoveries. And I believe he does have a defensive TD as well. And then Blaze Eider, of course, number 55, entered Seals Grove program as a sophomore playing tight end and linebacker and quickly grew into an offensive and defensive lineman, always playing with a high motor and an intensity that we love watching and broadcasting here on Eagle 107. Defensively, 101 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, 10th this season, 10 this season, and five sacks. Top game, 2018, 10 tackles, two tackles for loss, sack. 2018 versus Berwick, seven tackles, three tackles for loss, and one sack for the Seals Grove Seals. That's senior, number 55, Blaze Ziders. And, of course, you have Joe Kahn, number two, and also wearing number 60 tonight. He's moved up to the offensive line, no big secret that way. But Joe Kahn came in onto the Seals Grove football scene back in 2015 as a freshman. To dress that season, he's been a starter linebacker since a sophomore year, starting running back the last two seasons, and one of the most versatile players we have covered here on Seal and Grove Seals. Offensively, 343 carries, 1,698 yards, 22 yards, um, you know, 33 receptions, 346 yards, four touchdowns. And defensively, Ryan, that's where we love seeing him back as a sophomore coming through, and he's accumulated 261 tackles, 16 tackles for loss, seven sacks, nine interceptions, five fumble recoveries, which has been amazing for the Seals Grove here tonight. His top games, 2016 versus Berwick, 17 tackles, three interceptions, and 2017 in the Schick playoff game, 40 carries, 175 yards and a touchdown. Joe Kahn, senior for the Seals Grove Seals. And, of course, number 73, Garrett Benford, senior starter. He was a foundation on that offensive line for the Seals Grove Seals. Battled through some injuries but kept pushing himself through. And, again, it's become a big contributor on the offensive line. And he spares on the defensive side, number 73, Garrett Benford. Ryan, I mentioned Joe Kahn wearing number 60 here tonight, the senior running back to move up to that offensive line position. Again, just another big example of the kind of contributor he's been to the program. And these are some great seniors here, and and, and they're hard workers, and they're, they lead emotionally on this team. But, you know, with Joe Kahn, the story of Joe Kahn going into this game, it's probably one of the better stories in our 10 years of covering the fact that you know, he's in a position at running back where, you know, that's a little bit more of a glorified position. You get the TDs, you know, you get the ball, you get to make the noise. And for him, this this going to this week with the injuries, the offensive line, you know, he, he went up to the coaching staff and he volunteered on senior night to not be the running back and step up in that offensive line and help out. And there's multiple injuries. So, you know, he said, I'm bringing Nate Schoen with me. And being a senior leader and looking at the underclassmen, this is what you're going to do. And Nate, of course, on board, they're going to do what's best for this team. But Joe, Joe led the way. And I don't know if I've ever heard of it in, in all the years I've been watching Seals Group football, and definitely not while we covered it, that a kid would sacrifice 
his own personal glory of being a running back to do what's best for the team. And that, to me, just says so much. I mean, kudos to him. I mean, I mean, that kid is years mature ahead of what he should be. And uh, it makes you proud to be able to cover his career and see what he's done. And at this moment, senior night, he, he knows the funny thing is, the little story I heard is he said something to the, to the extent of, you know, a wise man once told him, you know, if you're doing something over and over and over again, it's continuing not to work. That's insanity. <laughs> so, you know, he's a pretty wise kid. He knows when when things are insane. And, and uh, he knows, you know, with injuries and stuff and the way some things have, have not been going too, too well for the offensive line this year that maybe he needs to step up as a senior, as a leader of this team, and give that a shot. And, and kudos to him because, you know, it's not his fault. Some guys have gotten injured. And not been able to play, and not able to play, and he's going to give up where his passion was and do what's better for the team as a whole. And I just that's just amazing to me. And it's a great example for all kids coming through the program. When your coach asks you to do something, or you feel there's a need that could be made that would benefit the team. Remember, it's team concept. What a great example Joe Kahn has presented for you again on senior night, all nights. I'm not talking about a sophomore, junior, senior night. He's going to. Give up his running back position to go up on the offensive line to help the Seals Grove Seal football team. Huge class and integrity being shown by that young man. And and for people that don't know, I get out in the field, you know what I mean, at the end of the games. And Joe, you know, I, and you can see it up here in the stands. I mean, he'll get on guys. He'll get on them. And, and it's not in a negative and a personal way. But he'll hold his teammates accountable, but not once, ever in an interview. And I interview him a lot, a lot when when we have a loss because he's just more poised but he puts it on his own shoulders he never points out a teammate so you know those those are things some adults can't do adults like to pass the blame and joe is a young man he is a very very mature young man and a hard worker and it sucks that he's a senior i'd like to keep him for another four years so again the seniors tonight playing their last regular season home game for the seals gross seals number 73 garrett benford number 24 aaron smith number 53 everett thomas number 11 ben swineford number 55 blaze ziders and the guy that we were just talking about spotlighting number 60 Joe Kahn, congratulations to them. And uh, right now we're going through the senior recognition here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. We have a lot more to cover here as we get ready for the Warriors and the Seals Grove Seals. And again, Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week. It's the Schmokin Indian traveling to take on the Mount Carmel Red Tornadoes. It's the Cold Bucket Game. Or take a break, come back. Get ready for here from the head man, Coach Derek Kicks. This is Seals football on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Nurses, accountants, waiters, and welders, anyone can be injured on the job, unable to function properly. It affects your work and everyday life. Coach soccer, carry groceries, carry your child. No one has helped more people heal from work injury and rebuild their lives than the Workplace Injury Institute at Shemokin Dam Health Center. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center, designed with you in mind. Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Hey, 
Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343 or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove, next to the American Legion. Go Seals! There's a new breed of dog in town and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your basset hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, si, senor. Don't forget the chihuahua with bacon slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove. And make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. This is Z-Mill 107. Seals game day on Eagle 107. It is senior night tonight at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. We're less than a half an hour away from the kickoff between Seals Grove and the 7-2 and Mentorsville Warriors. Let's go back in time to 2015. Javon Batts was nearly impossible to stop in the Seals 30-24 to overtime win at Mentorsville. Javon Batts had a 78 and a 54-yard touchdown run, but Montoursville was able to take a 24-16 lead late into the fourth quarter. Then the Seals were able to finish a drive with an Ethan Troutman touchdown run and a Javon Batts two-point conversion to push the game to overtime. After a, after a defensive stop to start overtime, the Seals went on offense and Javon Batts took a handoff and walked it into the end zone for a 10-yard touchdown and the Seals' victory. That night, Javon finished with 278 yards and three touchdowns. One of the great offensive performances of this decade in Seals Grove Seals football. But right in front of us, we've got a Week 10 matchup with the Montoursville Warriors. And after the timeout, we will hear from the head coach of the Seals, Derek Hicks, as he chats with Pat O'Brien on Seals Game Day next on Eagle 107. Stream on with Service Electric Cablevision high-speed internet free for two months. Enjoy faster speeds for smooth streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Choose the speed that's right for you. Plus, you'll get free installation and two free months all-in-one wireless cable modem and router when you sign up. SCZV high-speed internet free for two months. Visit SCC cv.com slash speed that's secv.com slash speed offer ends october 26th your expert car repair skills can advance you in your career. Join a team of excellence at Murray Motors Chevrolet, hiring collision center technicians now. Qualified applicants must have a minimum of one year experience. Current on body work trade tools, capable of repairing anything from frame straightening to unibody replacement. Have a valid driver's license, be able to lift up to 100 pounds, and pass a background check and drug screen test. These are full-time positions with excellent benefits. Pay is based on experience. Apply at Murray Motors Chevrolet Collision Center with 11 and 15 Seelands Grove or call 570-374-1151. Equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man in Melbourne. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man in Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. Eagle107.com 
This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Coach Hicks. Welcome to the Derek Hicks pregame show. Pat O'Brien along with Coach Derek Hicks as the Seals Gross Seals getting ready to take on the Montoursville Warriors coming at 7-2. Seals Grove after a loss last week to Danville dropped to 4-5, but still a tremendous amount of football left and uh, postseason action on the horizon for both teams. So a big game to wrap up the 2018 season. Last time they met the last game of the year was back in 2009 at Montoursville. Seals Grove would win that one, 41 nothing, and go on an undefeated season back in 2009. But, Derek, boy, this is a very different year, obviously, than that year. You don't have a lot of years like that. But uh, you knew coming in it was going to be a lot of mix-up, a lot of changes, um, you know, setting yourself an opportunity for postseason action. So coming out of the Danville win, what, what do you come away with, your thoughts, and where your team's at? Uh, you know, kind of the same old story. We... Uh, we had our chances, you know, early on. Um, you know, the first drive we moved the ball well, just couldn't finish it and get the points on the board. Uh, you know, had a, a Nate Schoen had a nice run late, and then we ended up fumbling on the very next play. Uh, you know, and defensively, you know, you stop the run, stop the run, stop the run, which is what they've been really good at, and then you give up the big plays over the top, which uh, you know, is something that can't happen. So, uh, you know, I think. Yeah, change a couple of those things and it's a much closer ball game and uh you know those are some some mistakes that going forward for playoffs if you want to get the win we got to clean them up so again we'll put the uh last statement on last week's game the loss to danville and move to this week uh this week's a, a senior night so for that thought we go to murphy and her question for this week murphy so you've been the head coach of the senior class since they were freshmen does that make this night more special yeah, I mean, it's certainly this is the first group that I've had uh, for four years. And, uh, you know, I think every time you say goodbye to the seniors, it's a tough night. It's uh, a special night. Uh, but, you know, Ben Kahn, Joe Swineford, uh, Blaze Ziders, Everett Thomas, and uh, Benford and Smith, those guys, you know, five of those six guys have been around their whole careers, and I've been with them for four years now. So, uh, you know, first time I've had a group that I've seen all the way through, so it's a special night. And, boy, they have uh, cemented their legacy. But tonight would be a nice way to be able to get the win at home, not only on senior night, but also get momentum going into the postseason. Uh, your thoughts in terms of how much momentum against a good Montoursville team would be valuable as you get ready for postseason action? Uh, you know, you want to finish on a high note. And, of course, play, playing a 7-2 and two team is uh, you know a tough way to finish the year. But at the same time, you're going to hit the playoffs and you're going to face good football. Team. So it's a good measuring stick. Uh, it's one last opportunity for us to see, you know, where we stand as a team. Uh, you know, if, if there's any last-minute tweaks we can make heading into Week 11. Uh, so you know, it, it's like I said, Montoursville's a, a tough team, uh, but heading into the playoffs, that, that's what you want to do. You want to test yourself and see where you're at. Talk about Montoursville on the offensive side, averaging 360 yards per game and through the air, 161.6. And they look to their quarterback, number 12, Hunter Shearer. He's a guy, 23 touchdowns, three picks. What do you do uh, in, to try to get him to you know, possibly add another interception? Obviously, he's been very sharp all year, only three interceptions. But what is your approach to try to shake things up for that uh, quarterback? 
Uh, I think the biggest thing is pressure. You know, we watched, uh, we had five films, and looking at the films, and, and he makes throws. He's very comfortable. You know, when, when he's hitting the, the 60, 70, 80-yard touchdown pass, he's able to just sit there, survey the field, and wait for guys to come open. And, uh, you know, in order to prevent, you can't expect your secondary guys to cover for five seconds. You know, we've got to get pressure on the quarterback and, uh, you know, kind of keep him on his toes and make him uncomfortable. When they look to run the ball, they go with Logan Ott, another Ott from Montoursville, as that seems to be a very common name through Montoursville. He comes in 91 carries, 523 yards, five touchdowns. Last week he went for 103. What kind of runner is he, and uh, what kind of pressure does he put on your defense? You know, Ott is a name we've heard at Montoursville before, and, uh, you know, he's the the same mold. Uh, You know, all the Otts coming up through were – we're tough runners. They're hard-nosed kids. They're guys that you need. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to run through that one tackle. And Logan's no different. He he runs hard. And uh, you know, we talked to our team all week about rallying to the football and making sure we have that second and third guy there to clean things up. Talking to Coach Derek Hicks, part of the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107. Eagle 107, as the Seals Grow Seals prepare to take on the Montoursville Warriors. Look at them on the defensive side. This is a team, 40 tackles for loss on the season, 18 sacks, but 11 picks as well. One return for a touchdown. So putting some pressure on your freshman quarterback and having to deal with a team who who will get after you and also force you into making some tough throws. Yeah, their front four, um, you know, I said might be the best front four we've seen uh, you know, probably going back to Southern and Berwick. I mean, they're, it's a good front. Uh, they're big guys, they're strong guys, and they're mobile, uh, which is kind of that trifecta you don't like to see. So uh, if we can get a push up front and get past that first level, you know, that then Things drop off a little bit, and then you got a chance of hitting that home run. But uh, pressure certainly on the O-line with the front they're going to face this week. We talked about uh, 360 yards per game, but also they put up 40 points five times this year. Their highest was 51 against North Penn. Is there any talk, do you get lost in any idea that maybe they haven't been tested outside of having to play Danville and Jersey Shore, and those are their two losses? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they certainly haven't faced off against a Schmoke and a, a Burr wake of southern columbia like we have uh but you know at the end of the day they're seven and two and you don't want to take them lightly uh but like i said i feel like we're definitely more battle tested uh, but you know they they have the tools to to come in here and and play some pretty good football now switching to your side on the offensive side to start obviously struggled last week put points on the board dina hollenbach ends up getting a long run 78 yards and finished off with a touchdown as you look at your offense and again we're talking postseason uh, as you move forward, uh, what is the outlook and what has been the approach this week to try to stir up some more offense? You know, it's just it, it starts up front. You know, for, for nine weeks now, we've been trying to get a push out of the O-line. And you look at uh, Loyal Sock was the game where, you know, Joe Kahn kind of had a breakout. Nate Schoen did a good job lead blocking. And, and uh, you know, outside of that, I mean, Berwick, Schmoken held us to – to next to nothing on the ground, and uh, you know that list just could kind of continue. Other than Central Mountain, so uh, it, it's a matter of, of getting the, getting guys going up front, shaking things up a little bit, and seeing what happens. Now, going back to the thought of being senior night, and you've been through this uh, many times, and again, your fourth time as head coach. What are your concerns for the seniors? Emotion level? You got guys that are big parts of it on the offensive side, defensive side. Do, how do you go about trying to tame down the the emotion? 
emotion of it all so they're focused from uh, the word go? You know, honestly, not something I'm too worried about simply because of the seniors we have. You know, you look at Blaze, you look at Joe, Ben, uh, Ben for Everett. All those guys have been here before. Uh, you know, th- this is just another game for them. Uh, if all goes well, it's not going to be their last game on the turf. So that emotion of this is my last home game shouldn't be there. And uh, like I said, for them, it's just, uh, you know, been there, done that kind of thing. And then on the opposite side, you got freshmen who are obviously the starting quarterback with Danny Shock, and you got some sophomores who, you know, this is the first time through. And one thing you mentioned was we don't talk about uh, inexperience anymore. They've gone through a full season. Um, so what are you expecting from them in terms of bouncing back from a tough loss a week ago? You know, I mean, it's kind of fun. We've been there. Uh, you know, you look at our schedule, and everybody keeps telling me we're on the every other week plan. Uh, you know, so it's been you know, lost the first game, win the second, lose three, win four, and so on. Uh, so they've done a good job after losing of rebounding the following week and getting the win. And, uh, you know, hopefully that, that pattern continues. Well, Derek, as we wrap up the Derek Hicks free game show, and I, and I always throw it at you, just in terms of you win because of what, but I'm going to turn it a little bit. What do you expect to see early on from your team as you've seen them prepare for the, the final regular season game for you, and it's at home? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing, you look at practice this week, and it was probably our, our most physical practices, uh, probably the most emotional, too, with guys kind of hooting and hollering and stirring each other up a little bit and competing. Uh, you know, and you hope, you always say you're going to pra- you're gonna play the way you practice. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I hope that emotion from the week carries over to tonight because uh, far and away, even going back to two a days, uh, the the two pr- the two hard practices this week were the the best two we've had all year. Well, Derek, we appreciate your time as always. Good luck to your seals. Take it on the Montoursville Warriors coming in seven and two. Seals Grove at four and five, but both of them making postseason push. You'll hear it all right here on Eagle One Seven and Eagle One Seven Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available, too, for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. Seawans Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawans Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawans Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seawans Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawans Grove. Go Seals! Eagle107.com.
and highlights from across the region with the Alpha Electric and the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motor Seals Game Night right here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Getting ready for the Sealers Grove Seals coming at 4-5. and five. Montoursville Warriors coming at 7-2. and two. Ryan, breaking down these two teams' schedule. And again, Sealers Grove at 4-5. and five. Their season has been win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. And when I talk to Derek Hicks, he hopes that continues because that means they would get a win here against the Montoursville Warriors. But when you break it down, the opponent record of Sealers Grove is 45-36, and 36, while Montoursville 32-49. and 49. Win percentage of the opponent's record, 55% for the Seals Grove opponents for Montoursville, just 39%. But then when you talk about a w- opponent's winning percentage and their five losses, pretty good. Seals Grove schedule. When you talk about 75%, 0.5% winning percentage with the five teams that they've lost to here in 2018. Southern Columbia, Berwick, Shemokin, Lewisburg, and Danville. And, and, and really... Shemokin's a much better than a five and four team, and so is Lewisburg. And Lewisburg, you know, had some injuries. Otherwise, they would definitely be above that five and four record. Just an unbelievable schedule yet again every year in and out that the Seals Grove football team faces. As we talked about, uh, we'll get back to Seals game day. Take a break here and uh, show our gratitude to the flag here on the national anthem here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. the thought about the Montoursville, because a lot of the conversation, Ryan, this week was about the strength of schedule for Seals Grove and Montoursville. Seals Grove coming at 4-5, and five, Montoursville 7-2. and two. And even getting conversation from people that if Seals Grove had the schedule that Montoursville does, would they have a 7-2 and two record or possibly even a better record than that? So when you break down the numbers, again, Seals Grove has not won two in a row. They have not lost two in a row all year. But when you look at Montoursville, both their losses came on the road, and they came to Jersey Shore and Danville, but they're 2-2 two and two as a road record. They did beat Warrior Run and Tawanda. But, again, there are two losses on the road against a good Danville team. We saw them last week. And against a Jersey Shore team that Seals Grove was able to beat 31-10. And I was just going to say that to you. I mean, if you want to go to common opponent, you know, you look at the Jersey Shore game, and hey, Seals Grove pretty much handled Jersey Shore. It was a home game for Seals Grove. And then Jersey Shore goes and beats Montoursville at Jersey Shore. But <clears throat> you and I both know this. We try and look at common opponents all the time every year. It doesn't work. It's just It's high school. They're kids. They are so different from game to game. And uh, that's why when you see a high school football team that's consistent in what they do, you know they've got an unbelievable football staff. Because I don't care how good of football players you have, when you got kids that are 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, 
it's hard to keep everything to stay the same week in and week out in execution. It's just not easy. So uh, never can you go by those common opponents. But I do agree. If we had Montoursville's schedule, I do think our record would be a lot different. Well, and look at Montoursville. They've won five of their last six versus team with an average record of 2.6 wins and 6.4 losses. The average of their of the Seals Grove opponents in their four wins, 2.75 wins to 6.25 losses. So Seals Grove hasn't had a lot of uh, great wins this year, but they're four and five. But they also had to, and we talk about it, deal with playing, as Derek talked about, Lewisburg in week one. And then going to week two, and then week through Southern, and then and then week five, Berwick, and then just going back and forth. So it's been a very difficult schedule for Seals Grove. We don't expect anything different from the Seals Grove team. Seals Grove best win is what we just talked about. They were able to beat Jersey Shore 31-10, and I would think the best win for Montoursville this week is a against a Loyal Sock team without Connor Watkins when they won that one 24-7. I agree with that. And you know, even when you look at our schedule, I mean, Schick at one and eight, it's still Schick Lemmy. It's still Shigalimi. That's a tough game. I thought Seals Group played really well in that game. And then, obviously, we got the win against Central Mount, a team that's struggling this year. But we thought they had some athletes on the field. They definitely didn't go away easy. And, honestly, I thought our best game of the year was against Berwick. And it was a loss, but that was a phenomenal Berwick team. And we put together our best game overall here at home against Berwick. And it didn't come away with the win, but definitely came away with a sense that we can play with anybody when we're at our best. Absolutely, and again, that's what the other part thing, too, that Montoursville will say, hey, we put up 26 against a good Danville team. Not sure when those points were scored, but to put up 26 against a Danville team that we saw last week, that says a lot about who they are. They have a quarterback that's only thrown three interceptions, and I know, Ryan, you talk about no matter who the opponent is, you're only throwing three interceptions. That's pretty good uh, when you talk about on a high school level to 23 touchdowns. So Seals Grove, as Derek said, and as we've been talking about, got to disrupt that offensive line. you got to put pressure on him. He wants to see this quarterback having to move around and not sit back comfortable in that pocket, and things could come out a little different for this quarterback who's, again, only thrown three interceptions all season. Yeah, it must be poised uh, young player there that only have three interceptions, especially with all his attempts and success he's had. And like we said earlier on, they're balanced. They can throw. They can run. And I just think if you can kind of get them to do more of one thing, that's going to help you defensively. And I think pressure in the backfield on the quarterback might force them more into maybe little quicker short dumps, which are easier to cover, and maybe a little more of a run attack out of them, which we've done great against all year. I love when teams run the ball because that's when we're at our best. Well, taking a look at the game notes for tonight and given to us by our stat man, Zach Showers, 39 meetings in this history between the Seals and Montoursville. Seals Grove leading that 2017-2. In 2000, the Warriors held the distinction of being the Seals Grove only regular season loss in the quarterback that year was Frank Jankowski, the now assistant uh, superintendent for the Seals Grove Seals, or excuse me, Seals Grove Area School District. So he was the quarterback when uh, the last time Montoursville won here at home against the Seals Grove Seals. In 2016, uh, the win is the only win by Montoursville in the last 13 meetings. So history is, is swaying to Seals Grove way. But Seals Grove has put up good numbers over the years against the Montoursville Warrior team and some individual numbers as well as what they've done uh, over the last, you know, uh, over the last few years. 
and you mentioned some common opponents, and uh, we've had some of those between these two teams this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jersey Shore, Loyal Sock, and Danville, obviously, uh, Seelands Group got a 31-10 win over Jersey Shore. Montoursville lost to Jersey Shore 30-20. to uh, Seelands Group got a 34-7 win over uh, Loyal Sock. Montoursville got a 24-7 win, and both teams lost to Danville. Seelands Group falling 31-7. to Montoursville falling 52-26. to You know, you talk about, you know, big games of players. I mean, just last year alone, Ricky Cope and Cody Showers both went off. Um, Seals Group jumped out to a 41 nothing halftime lead and the Week 2 win over Montoursville. Cope returned the opening kickoff 85 yards. He also caught two Logan Libby touchdown passes from 38 and 35 yards in the first quarter alone. Showers added two catches of his own from 30 and 66 yards. Uh, Montoursville did put together a 21 uh, point second half uh, when they when the mercy rule was in effect to bring the final margin to 48 21 uh, seals victory library Libby had a pretty impressive game 60 and 19 for 284 and five TDs all in the first half and he moved into first place in career TD passes in that game so that was a great win a year ago and that's kind of what we're looking for here tonight for the seals Grove seals again sitting at four and five Montoursville at seven and two we're nearing the opening kickoff at the Montoursville Warriors have taken the field seals Grove is going to do it here shortly it's almost time for the opening kickoff well here on Eagle 107 and Eagle 107.com before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tags, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummelsworth, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummelsworth. State and service fees Apply. This is Bob Zimmerman at Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Truck in Sunbury, and we are continuing to set goals to grow our business. To do this, I invite you to join our team. We need to expand our staff, so we are seeking automotive technicians, body shop repair staff, and sales team members. If you are interested in getting into the exciting automotive field and working for our company, we are proud to have been voted the best customer service business in the Valley. Please apply at Zimmerman's 1301 Market Street in Sunbury, an equal opportunity employer. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. The DQ Honey Barbecue Glazed Chicken Strip Basket, the Five Buck Lunch, KC Barbecue Bacon Cheeseburger, or the new Crispy Chicken Salad. And if it is a Blizzard that you want, the Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough is the Blizzard of the Month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. It's almost time for kickoff. From the stadium, here again are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome back to Seals Game Day here on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com is the captain's getting ready to meet at midfield, getting ready to start here on senior night. Of course, all the seniors will take their march out to the field. Ryan, this is when I throw it to you and ask you, what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals? Uh, just coming out and just giving it everything you got tonight. I mean, this is a team I think we match up nicely with. I, I, I like Montoursville team. I like the way they can mix things up. But I don't know if they have that one single guy that we just got to focus on. I just think we go out, play our game tonight, 
and, and play it hard for four quarters. I think we can come away with a great win at home on senior night, going into district playoffs, maybe even lock up that, that one seed so you know the next uh, however many games you win will be at home until you start state playoff play. But I just think tonight it's just a matter of focus. Come out focused. And uh, you got some guys in new positions, so focus is definitely going to have to be a part of it. But super excited for this game. I just think uh, go out and have fun, be focused, and uh, I think Seals can come away with a victory. This has been Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia's routes 11 and 15 on the strip and Humble's Wharf. Ryan, speaking of some of the changes up front at Seals Grove, we'll get the opening kickoff. So taking a look into those changes on the offensive side, Danny Schock obviously will return at quarterback. He's a freshman. In the backfield, you'll see Dean Hollabach, the junior, and also Josh Nyland in the backfield. The receiving core, Ben Swineford, Christian Kantz. Up front, though, you'll see Blaze Zider play in center. Joe Kahn wearing number 60. He'll play one guard. Number 51 will be Nate Schoen playing the other guard. One tackle will be Wyatt Metzger wearing number 65. Garrett Benford, the senior, will be wearing number 73. And the tight end will be Nick Schaefer for the Seals Grove Seals. Defensively, starting out for Montoursville, Wood, Keene, Carson, and Frey up front. Velocious and Morse and Ott are the linebackers with Young, Maul, Delena, and Reeder in the defensive backfield for the Montoursville Warriors. And you got to keep an eye on Dylan Maul. Three interceptions on the season. And here's a stat for you, Ryan. You talked about Jake Reeder. They have him statistically for nine pass deflections on the season. Number 22, the safety for the Montoursville Warriors. So, Danny, keep an eye on those two guys in the defensive backfield. So, Seals Grove Seals get the opening kickoff. Nyland and Khan back deep inside their own 10-yard line. The kick is away. Upman will get this. He'll take it and slide down, and that's Wyatt Metzger, number 65. Again, if you're just joining us, keep an eye on the new numbers. Again, Wyatt Metzger playing the offensive tackle position, wearing number 65. This might be the season where we've had the most change in numbers that we've seen. And, again, it kind of just expressed what this coaching staff has tried to do with this inexperience. Not anymore, but coming into the season, very inexperienced team of the Seals Grove Seals. What do you mean, not anymore? We got a couple guys playing on the line for the first time ever as senior. Derek went on senior night. (laughs) This is exciting, though. I love it. First down and 10 for the Seals. Lone back of the backfield will be Dean Hollenbach. Bastion goes in motion from right to left. Hollenbach gets the pitch, going left. Under a defender, shows some speed into the secondary. One man away from maybe breaking this one as he's going to take it for a nine-yard pickup out to the 49-yard line for the Seals. So a good start for the Seals of that nine-yard pickup. And already Joe Kahn there, this guard position, makes a block at the line, gets the second tier, lights up a linebacker, comes back and does a crackback block. He gets three blocks at his first part on the offensive line, and it all cleared away for Hollenbach to get the big carry on first down. This is Seals Grove football on WEGH Northumberland, Seals Grove. Shotgun formation for Shock. Gives it to Hollenbach again. Off to the left. Trying to get away from defender. It could be a one-yard loss on the carry that time for the junior running back getting his start at running back. Again, a one-yard loss back to the 48-yard line. So Seals Grove be faced with a third down. They're calling it a back to at the 48. So Let's say he's back to the original line of scrimmage, so it will be a third down and one for Seals Grove. Just underway, no score between the Seals and the Warriors. Final game of the 2018 season. 
final regular season home game for the seniors here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Shock drops back, throws a high pass, caught by Schaefer from his tight end position into Montoursville territory to the 46, so it'll be a pickup of five, maybe six before it's done for the Seals into Montoursville territory. And he had time. He had time. Uh, Lyman stuck to their blocks. Got the job done. Gave him plenty of time. Shock hits open receiver. Nice play. Picking up a first down. It's great news for this offense that's been struggling. What, a, what an excitement. I, I don't know. I got this excitement seeing some guys just doing whatever it takes to try and get this win. Offensive line filled with a bunch of uh, skilled athletes. It's it's crazy. I'm enjoying this. As Schaefer gets his first career catch for the Seals. This goes to Hollenbach. Fall forward inside of the 45-yard line. It'll be a pickup of two for number 23 for the Seals. It'll be a second down and eight as he's able to get it just short of the 44-yard line. So a short two, long one, whatever way you want to go with. But Seals Grove gets positive yards there again, trying to take this down to field. Ferraro, the OC for the Seals Grove Seals, calling all the plays over the last couple weeks. And, that's who Danny runs over to, gets the instruction, and gets back out on the field as he'll come out in the shotgun formation. Gets a high snap, able to get it, back, under pressure, rolling to his left, gets away from the defender, flag thrown. Danny's running up the right sideline, makes a man miss at the 41, and he's going to fall forward all the way to the 37-yard line, but there is a flag on the play. We'll have to take a look at that. Now, I'm not sure what it was, but again, another new offensive line there. Man, in Metzger, 65 did set up a nice block there to get some extra yards for Shock as he was scrambling, but looks like we're getting a holding penalty here against the Seals Grove Seals. And it will be holding. We talked Mike Ferraro, he's the offense coordinator, taking over for Derek Pope, making all the calls here on the sideline, and he's going to get the last-minute instructions to Danny Shock as he'll make his way back on the field. There's a penalty against the Seals, so it'll drive it inside of the 40-yard line to the 39-yard line. So big loss on the play for the Seals. And we got to give a shout-out to Coach Pope. I believe he's probably in Miami right now, and he's listening, and I know it's tough for him, but sometimes careers will do this. you got to go when you really don't want to. We're going to miss him. He's a great coach, great asset to this program. Absolutely. Quick toss out to Christian Kantz. Makes the catch. Got to get short of the 40 excuse me, of the 50-yard line at the 49-yard line. So quick throw that time to Christian Kantz. Had a big night a week ago against the Danville Ironman with five catches. So he makes a catch there. Going to set up a third down and call it about 15 for the Seals Grove Seals as they need to get all the way to the Montoursville 36-yard line to get a first down and move the chains. Just underway, no score. First offensive possession for either team. Seals Grove coming out with... Twins to each side. Shotgun formation for Danny Shock. Under pressure. Gets away from that guy. Nope, not going to be able to. Tackled all the way inside the 40-yard line down to the 37-yard line as that closed quickly. It'll bring up a punting situation for the Seals. Yeah, pressure got through. Got to the quarterback, wrapped up. And uh, Seals Grove already, it was, a, it was a long third down, so they were going to need a lot of time for even the play to develop. But give credit Montoursville, they got through and got the sack, and they're going to force that Seals to punt on fourth and 27. Number 65, Wyatt Metzger will do the punny. Gets a good snap and gets it away. It's going to go off to the left and bounce at the 30-yard line. Good, a good roll. Return man scoops it up at the 25, trying to go from right to left, and he's going to be swallowed up and tackled at the 20-yard line on the return that time for the Montoursville Warriors was Maul, who's averaging 16.1 points, point one a return for Montoursville, but 
the return man down there, make the stop. Back at the 20-yard line, Montoursville will take over first down and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Great coverage there by the kick, the punt team there for Seals Grove. Three guys all over it, actually forcing the runner to go backwards. They corral him, all wrap up, and bring him down. Just a good overall effort. First down and 10 for Montoursville, their first offensive possession of the night. No score here in the first quarter. Gets a snap, gives it to number 22 on the carry. He's got some room as he'll take it out to the 28-yard line on the carry that time for the Montoursville Warriors was Jake Reeder as he takes it to the 28-yard line. So it'll bring up a second down and two for Montoursville. Yeah, Montoursville trying to create an edge to get out around, pick up a couple yards on the play there. Um, nice tackle, though, coming in. Ryan Amma getting low. T. Hoover put his helmet on the football. I thought it might pop out, but running back shows some strength to hang on to it. Shotgun formation for Shearer. Going to give it to Ott. Going left this time. He's got a first down. Crosses the 30, out to the 35-yard line. Be stopped there by Hoover, the safety. Take a look offensively for Montoursville. Sure is at quarterback. Only three interceptions on the season. In the backfield, you'll see Ott. The receiving core, Delana, Nettling, and the tight end is Kassman. Up front, uh, Payton, Travis, Joey Rogers, Cameron Livermore, and the right tackle is Jacob Stoner. First down and 10 for Montoursville outside of their own 35 at the 37-yard line. Handoff on the sweep this time. Delana gets the call. He's met right at the 40-yard line after picking up about three yards, and there's a flag on the play. So the officials will meet and talk about this play here as it was Delana going from left to right on the handoff from Shearer. But the way that Montoursville's back it up, it looks like it's going to go against them. Yeah, and big hits there by number 51 and 12 for Seals Grove, and I'm believing it's Schoen and Schaefer. Am I right? I know there's been a lot of number changes. So big hits there. Good head steam going there for the running back. He gets out around the edge, but he came to a stop. It's like he hit a wall. Those are the type of hits we always say, you know, you keep hitting guys like that as the game plays on. Teams seem to wear down. So I love when Seals Grove comes out and they're laying the big hits. So the penalty marches Montoursville back inside the 30-yard line at the 29-yard line. Tight formation. Ott goes in motion. Fakes it to Ott. Under pressure. Screen pass this time. He's got his tight end. Makes the catch. Make it, guys. Miss. The ball's on the turf. There's a scramble. Seals Grove saying they have it. No official call from the officials, but the big hit you were talking about, Ryan, early on, this one causes a fumble, and Seals Grove comes away with it. And I believe it was 54 there that knocked it loose and and came up with recovery. Joe Kahn was in that as well, but I think 54, which is still showers, right? (laughs) I believe he's the one that laid the big hit, knocked the ball free. A lot of guys around that play, and... and, uh, that was, that was a fight there because I know Montoursville guy was in there jumping on it about the same time as Seals Group was. So there was definitely some fighting going on at the bottom of that pile, but Showers showing the strength. It's a big turnover, and now the Seals are going to have it in Montoursville territory just outside the 30-yard line. 16th fumble recovery by the Seals here in 2018. Shock drops back. He's got some time. Looking deep down the right sideline for Nyland and not able to make the connection at the 10-yard line as he led him to the sidelines. It would have been a great catch by Nyland on that, but it falls incomplete and brings up a second down and 10. Yeah, and there was time there, too. Nyland had his man beat deep. It didn't look like a very tight spiral, so more of the ball maybe slipped out a little bit out of uh, uh, Danny Shock's hands, but Nyland had his man beat, and the line gave him time there. So Montoursville, they, they got a little lucky on that play. That's a 
Good route by Nyland to get separation, like you said. Unable to make the connection, so it brings up a second down and 10 for Seals Grove. 6.42 to go in the opening quarter. They have it at Montoursville, 32-yard line. Movement up front, left tackle for the Seals Grove Seals. Jumps, so that'll be a penalty against the Seals Grove Seals. Also checking in at fullback is Ryan Aubin, number 44 for the Seals, but they're going to walk this penalty off against the Seals Grove Seals to march it back to the 37-yard line following the penalty. Seals Grove has dealt with a lot of penalties this year. In this one, they got the fumble recovery with great field position in Montoursville territory, unable to make connection on the last play to Nyland, and then it's a penalty against the Seals. Quick pitch is going to go to Hollenbach. He's got some blockers in front of him, cuts under defender, and it's going to be hit as he gets inside of the 35-yard line to the 34-yard line. So a short pickup that time by Hollenbach. So it's going to set up a third down and long. Call it a third down and 12. 6.23 to go in the opening quarter. No score. I like when Seals Grove stretches the field with the toss play. I like when they're trying to get the running backs out around. When you're moving some more skilled athletes like a Schoen and a Joe Kahn and a Metzger in the offensive line, one of their strengths is going to be their ability to move to cover ground. So as you do those tosses, stretch it, they're going to be guys that will be able to get out and make those extra second-tier blocks. Twins to each side. Drop it back is shot. Throws it. Looking for Nyland. Defended well. And knocked away by the safety, Ryan. That's a guy we spotlighted about past deflections. And I know you, you, uh, you know, talk highly about defenders are able to do that on high school level. What a great play defensively. I, I think you underplay it. You say play it well. That was amazing. That, that kid played that perfect, stayed with the, the route, and then jumped in, swiping the ball down out of the air. That was textbooks coverage there by the safety from Montoursville. Beautiful thrown ball, nice run route. Defense just did a little bit better there on that one. That was Reeder, came in with nine of those on the season, just picked up another one, and as you described it, well played, and now you see now why he has so many on the season. Shot drops back, under pressure, gets rid of it. Look across the middle of the nylon, and again, knocked away by the safety Reeder once again as Shock was looking for nylon, but Reeder got there, knocked it to the turf, falls incomplete, and it's going to be a turnover on down. Back to the Montoursville Warriors. Pat, there should have been a penalty there. Danny Shock was hit way late on that play. Unnecessary. It was a shoulder to his back. He was knocked over. The ball was well out of his hands. You know, I, I didn't have anything to do with the outcome of, of, the, of the play. But that kind of stuff, is someone's going to get hurt. I mean, that's right in front of the officials. That, that flag's got to be thrown there, and that would keep the, play, the drive alive. He's on the sidelines here talking to Coach Ferraro, getting some instruction here as he tried to find Nyland on that throw, unable to. First down and 10 for Montoursville. Shearer turns, gives it to the deep man, making a move at the line of scrimmage, able to pick up about five yards on the carry that time. Was that Ott on the carry once again? He's our leading carrier coming into tonight. Logan Ott on the season with 91 carries, 523 yards, and five touchdowns. Only had five carries a week ago against Tawanda, but 103 yards and a touchdown. Gets five on the carry. Second down and five for Montoursville. Delana going in motion from left to right. Blitz coming by the Seals. Sure, throws it out. Got a man. Delana makes the catch. Hit by Nyland, but he's going to have enough for a first down right at the 46-yard line. Give him a lot of forward momentum to the 46-yard line. First down and 10 for Montoursville. Yeah, some gang tackling there. A bunch of Seals flying to the ball, but not before Montoursville was able to get enough yards to pick it up on the short pass. So... 
First down and 10 for Montoursville here. No score. Moving here later in the first quarter. Five minutes to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove did have a good opportunity after a fumble recovery, but then turned the ball over on downs. And now we're going to get a flag on the play. What appeared to me would be too many guys on the field by the Montoursville Warriors. So that will be a penalty, and it will go against the Montoursville Warriors. We talked about penalty issues throughout the season for not only Seals Grove, but a lot of the opponents. I mean, we've seen penalties in the the 10 range, you know, at different times. And early in the season, saw one team had 19 penalties. So penalties bug has been an issue all season long, and it's shown up here in the first quarter for both teams. Well, I like them better for Montoursville than I do for Seals Grove, if I even need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the coaching staff agrees. C.J. Kiefer for Montoursville is standing in, out at the 40 number at number 40 on the yard line talk trying to talk to the official about what happened there he's not happy he's still screaming at the official after that penalty against Montoursville driving him five yards back first down and 15 for Montoursville Ott goes in motion fake it to Ott now giving it to Reeder off the right side hit by multiple guys the first guy in there was Nylon but then it was Joe Kahn came in and was able to hit him but a good pickup for rear on that for six yards it'll be a second down and nine for montoursville yeah and joe's having a big game defensively already has five tackles that time he came in laid a big hit the the seals defense doing a good job they're getting some penetration in the backfield just seems like montoursville's running to the parts where we're not run blitzing and uh they're just getting out around they're running into their own guys though they're hitting their they're hitting their own guys that's a good sign for a battle at the line of scrimmage. Blitz coming. Sure is able to get rid of it, but Swineford, talk about pass deflections. He's able to get to Delana and knock that one down. Incomplete. Third down and long for Montoursville. The ball sits at their own 48-yard line. Yeah, Ben Swineford already has two tackles in this game. You can now add a, a batted down ball. Well played by him. Very similar to the play that Montoursville did. Came in from the backside, came swatting in, knocked down but looked like it was going to be a, a catch. Nice pass, good route run, but again, the defense was just a little better. So sets up a third down and long. A quick moving first quarter, 4-12 to go in the opening quarter with no score. Delana split far to the right. Now he goes in motion into the slot. Sure, drop it back. Under pressure by Schoen. Schoen will get to him and take him down at the 40-yard line. Nate Schoen's a big dude. He gets out around that edge. The block is there. He just can't be held back. Schoen's pushing the blocker back. Eventually he's able to shed him and just wraps up, and quarterback had no chance. Nate Schoen's a great wrestler. Once he gets those hands, those arms wrapped around you, you're, you're not getting out of that hole. That's his fourth sack of the season for Nate Schoen coming off that defensive end position on the left side. Up front, Nate Schoen, Everett Thomas, and Benford. Across that defensive line here on the punt by Montoursville. This punt is away. It's a short punt. Con trying to come up and make it the catch, but there was a collision. And now it's a matter of who comes away with it. It looks like Montoursville has it, but there's no call yet. They're going to say it's Seals Grove ball. So they have to explain to each other about that one. Now what happened is Joe came up to make the catch. Yeah, I, I can tell you exactly what happened there is the outside containment block for Seals Grove ran into joe and i don't think he, i don't know if the rule they're saying he was pushing him there's even a rule for that but if the rules are reversed here and that was seals that didn't come up with the ball 
I would be going berserk right now as a fan. I'm not quite sure. There is a discussion going on here, but maybe there's a rule in PIAA that says that if you push a blocker into the kick man on a fair catch, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but right now that looked like that should have been that should have been Montoursville. Like I said, there was a ball. collision, and Montoursville easily came away with it with the two red shirts standing up and looking at him. Thinking they had it, the official comes out of it and goes, nope, it's Seals Grove ball, and it will continue to stay Seals Grove way here offensively. They'll have it first down and 10 just outside of their own 25-yard line at the 27-yard line. Nyland going in motion. Shock under center, takes the snap, fakes it to Hollenbach, looking out in the flats, got a man. That's fast. You make the catch at the 31. He crosses the 35 out to the 38-yard line. It'll be enough for a first down for the Seals Grove Seals. Wow, what a presence of mind by Bash, and he goes up high with two hands out in the flat, grabs it, bobbles it a little bit on his way down, then regroups and finds the ball, hauls in the catch, gets some yards afterwards. That, that was a heck of an athletic play there by Bashan. Really nice hard uh, throw, too, by uh, Danny Schock to get the ball to him. So Bashan a catch on the day. Schaefer a catch as well for Seals Grove again a week ago. Christian Kantz had a big day where he had five catches for 52 yards. This is going to Dean Hollenbach, second level. Crosses the 40 out to the 43-yard line. So it's going to be a quick burst of four on the run that time. Almost five on the carry that time by Hollenbach. I'm watching the line of scrimmage from my binoculars a lot, and Joe Kahn gives little nudges, and then he's always going to the second tier. He's always getting to that linebacker, and you can see the difference in his speed compared to a normal lineman. He gets there, and he put that linebacker down the ground, and that's where Hollenbach actually got to. So if Joe Kahn doesn't get that, Hollenbach doesn't get those yards. Hollenbach gets the call again. There'll be a flag on the play as he's able to take it to the 46-yard line, but going to have to see what... But the call is here as the officials will chit-chat. We'll remind you, the Bucknell is off this week. But we return to the road again uh, against Lehigh on Saturday, November 3rd. The pregame show with Doug Birdsong. Kevin Hurt starts at noon with a kickoff at 1230 on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. That's a week from tomorrow. Bucknell Bison football here on Eagle 107. It'll be a penalty against Seals Grove. Again, I hate to beat a dead horse, but these penalties have been an issue all year long, and, boy, they've come up big time. That yellow flag is spending a lot of time on the turf here in this first quarter for both teams. Yeah, unfortunately, that one is against the Seals. Going to get them for holding. No score. 238 to go in the opening quarter between the Seals and Montoursville. Danny Schock rolling to his right. Being chased from behind, there's going to be another flag thrown. It looks like it'll be in the defensive backfield. So could that be another holding call against the Seals Grove Seals? Again, they will chit-chat about that. It'll uh, give you a little reminder as well that Eagles are across the pond in London Sunday morning to face Jacksonville. The pregame show starts at 8.30. The kickoff with Merle Reese and Mike Quick at 9.30 on Eagle 107. Got another holding against the Seals. That is going to really push them back. It will be a spot foul. But right now, Seals Grove, we're at second and 15. They're going to it to set up third down and 15. No score, 228 to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove comes in at 4-5. and five. Montoursville at 7-2. and two. Montoursville averaging on the season over 36 points per game at 37.6 points per game. Right now they're being shut out 0-0. 
Seals Grove averaging just 20.5 points per game on the season. So right now, no score between the Seals and the Warriors here late in the first quarter. Danny Schott gets the snaps. Got some time this time. Going to throw it. Looking for Swyford in and out of his hands. A bit high. Swyford trying to go up, make an athletic play. Defended well out there by the, the defensive back, Maul. But it falls incomplete. Putting situation for the Seals. Yeah, time there. Danny had some pressure coming. He stepped into a small pocket, threw it a little bit high. But it did go through the hands, outreach hands of Swineford as he went up for it per, uh, to get the ball. But, yeah, it would have been a first down, too, if he could have hauled that in. But Seals is now going to have to punt. Metzger does the punting for the Seals. Gets this one off a good high kick. Return man, Ott, fair catch. Now he gets away from it. Seals Grove gets a great bounce. Christian Kantz watching it roll all the way to the 16-yard line. So a great result in the punt by Wyatt Metzger. Coming in averaging over 30 yards a punt. Boy, that will boost the average up for Wyatt Mesker on the punt. Matoris will take over first down and 10, deep in their own territory at the 16-yard line. Yeah, nice 53-yard boomer from Wyatt Metzger, and had good height, too. Hung in the air for a while. That allows the punt coverage to get downfield. That time he just kicked it so far, the the return man had to turn around try and make a catch over his shoulder. He pulled his hands away the last second. That's risky, too, because it would have made a bounce in the wrong direction. That would have deflected off of him. It would have been a live ball. First down at 10 for Montoursville. Got some movement up front, no call. Ott gets the call going left to right. Ryan Allman makes the stop, but a good burst. Eight yards pickup for Montoursville. Outside of the 20-yard line, close to the 25-yard line. Ryan, we're looking for big plays that are candidates for our Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. We look for one throughout the game, and at the end of the game, we'll announce the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Well, Ryan Amit so far, five tackles in this game. He seems to be wherever the ball is right now. Love the effort that young man's given. Second down and short for Montoursville. Sure, turns it, gives it to the deep man. Bounces off tackles, got a first down. That's Maul, number two, crosses the 30-yard line. He gets out to the 32-yard line. So a good run that time by Maul, picking up the first down for Montoursville. Well, there's a couple of guys that are not going to want to be sitting where they're sitting in films on Monday because there were two, three guys there that should have made that tackle, just didn't wrap up, lost their fundamentals in tackling, and Montoursville was able to pick up the first down. I believe Swineford was the one that came over and finished it out as he shoved him out of bounds. So first down and 10 following the run for Montoursville. No score. Under a minute to go in the opening quarter. Fullback gets the call this time. Pulling his way to the 40-yard line. Trying to get that final push for a 10-yard pickup. Looks like they'll stop about nine yards, even though they're getting a tremendous forward momentum all the way to the 42-and-a-half-yard line. Wow. That's going to be enough for a first down for the Seals Grove Seals after the good run by Signor. Yeah, Montoursville had a good push there. I know they did get met, and the pile got pushed back. Didn't quite catch where their runner originally got to. It does seem like it might be a little bit of a favorable spot. But Montoursville's second effort there, they were able to get the first down. Seals Griff's defense, though, right now has got to find a way to stop this little bit by a little bit of running that Montoursville's doing. Tight formation, I formation. Roll it to the right, is sure, and he's going to go down quickly. And that's going to be Metzger. Nope, that's oh. Joe Kahn. 60 coming in and blowing that one up. Great job by Joe Kahn. We're sure never had a chance. And just when we were saying, you know, we need a big play, we need a Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And, you know, Joe Kahn, a big play defensive player, gets in the backfield on first down, getting, what, about almost a 10-yard loss on that. I'm going to call it nine on that sack. 
and that'll be his sixth tackle of the game as we end the first quarter. That wraps up the first quarter. No score between the Seals Grove Seals and the Montoursville Warriors. We'll move to the second quarter. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575, or on the web at slivlaw.com. Eagle 107. After tying the opener, the Steelers now host the Cleveland Browns Sunday afternoon on the Valley. Join Bill Hargrove and Craig Woofley for the pregame at 11 a.m. Kickoff at 1 on 100.9 the Valley. Here we move into the second quarter. Seals Grove just put up 31 yards in that first quarter. Montoursville 52 yards. Danny Schock 3 for 7, 27 yards. Hollenbach 5 carries for 18 yards for the Seals Grove Seals as we move into the second quarter. Montoursville has the ball at their own 34-yard line, second down and 19. Sure, gets rid of it. It's got a man making the catch outside of the 40, able to drag a defender beyond the 45 out to the 47-yard line. So a quick strike that time for the Montoursville Warriors for about a 13-yard pickup. Could be a long third down and six for the Warriors. At Joe Kahn and Nyland in on that tackle. And another player, just like uh, Ryan Ahmet tonight, Joe Kahn's just everywhere. Right now, everywhere on every play. He is playing with a different level of energy. He knows the importance of this game. Tight formation for Montoursville. Shotgun formation. Fakes the handoff, sure. Rolling to his right. He's got a man. Go down to the turf. Makes the catch. That's their tight end who went down to make the catch. That is... Caseman came in with just five catches on the season, but that was a pretty athletic play to make the catch to give his sixth on the season. You're right, Pat. I mean, rolling out QB there, avoiding pressure, throws a little low and behind, but the tight end gets low, gets down on his legs, and makes a nice catch to get them a first down. Very athletic play from the tight end. They move into Seals Grove territory. First down and 10. They stay with the tight formation, shotgun formation for Shear. He's going to fake it to the man going across the middle. Now he looks for a man wide open beyond the defense. Delena makes the catch, walks into the end zone for a touchdown for the Warriors. It just can't happen, and this has happened to Seals Grove this year quite a bit in the defensive secondary. Guys getting deeper. We had it multiple times last week against Danville. Danville really never executed well and wasn't able to take advantage of it. Montoursville did. Man wide open deeper than everyone in the Seals Grove secondary, and Montoursville's able to strike and find him accurately, and they get in the end zone first here early in the second quarter. They'll attempt the extra point here. Guarini, 36 for 40 on the season for the Montoursville Warriors. As they'll attempt the extra point here off the sure hold. Snap's good, the hold's good, kick is up and good. So Montoursville gets on the board first to start the second quarter. They lead 7-0 here, Sean. With 11 minutes to go in the first half. What about some other scores going on around the Valley? Can we send it? 
back to you. All right, boys. Thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander Toyota out of town scoreboard in the first quarter on WKOK. Shikalemi leading Milton 7 to nothing. On 100.9, the Valley in the first. Lewisburg in the Little Brown Jug game. They're up over Mifflinburg 7 to nothing. In the first quarter, Midwest shutting out Tonkanic 14 to nothing. Also early on in the first, Central Columbia 14, Bloomsburg nothing. Southern Columbia leads Danville in the first 14 to 7. In the coal bucket game, Mount Carmel just scoring a touch. They're up 7 nothing over Shimokin in the Silver Bowl. Hughesville leading Muncie 7 nothing in the first. Berwick 13 nothing over Coughlin in the first. And Jersey Shore early lead over Central Mountain 7 nothing. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Seawans Grove for Pat and Ryan, guys. Thank you, Sean. Here, Seals Grove falls behind 7-0 to Montoursville on a 43-yard touchdown connection for the Warriors. The extra point good. They lead 7-0. This kick is away. Deep kick. Going to go over Khan's head. He makes the catch, steps into the end zone, and comes out. Crosses the 15. Going to get out to the 20-yard line. Still dragging defenders. As he went into the end zone, I thought that's an automatic touchback when you go in the end zone. Now we have a late flag thrown here as well. What do you think? Because maybe he caught it outside the end zone and then momentum that's took him into the end zone? I don't know. I mean, that's the judgment. Yep, yeah, absolutely. It, it, was, it was different. I, <laughs> but, Joe, I, you know, I was a little weary of that decision to go with it. But, hey, he got to the 22-yard line, if not the 23. So, But now we have a penalty on uh, the field. Gives a chance to recap that drive there as uh, Montoursville gets on the board first on a 43-yard touchdown reception. Seven play, 84 yards, and took two minutes and 54 seconds. The extra point good, and that's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. So they talk out the penalty of the year here. Tomorrow, Penn State hosts Iowa Beaver Stadium. Tailgate show is 2 o'clock. Kickoff 3.30 with Steve Jones, Jack Cam, Roger Corey, and Derek Williams on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Expecting a lot of rain tomorrow. That game's going to be played in what's suspected to be torrential downpours as Seals grow, excuse me, as Penn State will host Iowa at Beaver Stadium. And again, it can be heard as a part of the Sunbear Broadcasting family on WKOK and WKOK.com. First down at 10 for Seals Grove. They are down 7-0 to the Montoursville Warriors with 10.51 to go in the first half. They have the ball just outside their own 10-yard line. The market about the 12-yard line. Shock takes the snap, gives it to the deep man, Hollenbach. Caught right at the line of scrimmage, able to fall forward, maybe pick up a yard, and that's not going to be much more than that. So it set up a second down and long for the Seals. Yeah, that penalty really hurts because it puts Seals Grove so deep into their own th- their own territory there. So now you got pressure on the offense just to get yards, let alone points, when they're trailing. So you got to try and change that field position at least. Send Christian Kantz far to the left, Swineford to the right. I formation, Ryan Almond at fullback, Dean Hollenbach to tailback. Shock, drops back, looking to get rid of it, under pressure. Down the left sideline, nobody there as Christian Kantz tried to adjust to it. Two defenders out there, falls incomplete. And just like that, it's going to be a third down and long for the Seals. I like the risk there. I like going for the big play. I mean, if you get the catch, you really move your positioning in the field. And if you can break a tackle, you go for 90-plus yards in a TD. So 
I, I, I like the risk there in second down because everyone knows you're throwing deep right now. You got you got defense has got to play run, short pass, and everything on second down. So I like the fact they went for it there when it's probably going to be a little more open. Third down and a long eight for the Seals. They go with the handoff. This one it's going to go to Hollenbach as he crosses the 20 to the 21-yard line. Ryan's going to come up short of a first down as he crosses the 20-yard line. Seals grab out the punt it away. Oh, so close, so close. It was a heck of an effort from the Montoursville defender there. He dove and just enough to trip up Dean Hollenbach, grab his leg and get him. But at that close, that close to breaking a really big run. We have a timeout on the field. This one will be taken by Montoursville. Right now, Montoursville leading 7-0 with 9.43 to go here in the first half. The only score on the evening, Delana's 43-yard touchdown reception from Shearer with 11 minutes to go here in the first half. That completed a 7-play, 84-yard drive, taking 2 minutes and 54 seconds. The extra point was good. And again, Montoursville leading 7-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. Ryan, we know that this game could play a factor in where the seedings are and what's you know what's happening that way but when i talked to Derek off uh, off the air and we were chit-chatting he just wants to see some progression he wants to see this kids feel more confident about themselves going into district playoffs no matter where they play who they play what the situation is he's just asking and he's looking for these kids to find that continuity and he just wants them to gain that confidence that they had like in the first quarter against danville when they wrapped up the Berwick game, that kind of level of confidence, that's what he's looking for. And we've seen it. We've seen them be able to do it. The whole Berwick game, I thought they'd play like that. I just think Berwick was just a little bit better of a team. But I agree, man. If they could put it all together and then get when the confidence is going for them, they're a completely different team. Maul drops back for Montours. They'll be at about his own 45-yard line, averaging over 16 yards a return. Metzger gets us away, a good punt. Fair catch by Maul, and he'll make it at the 42-yard line. So a good punt by Metzger. He's having a nice evening for the Seals Grove Seals. As now Montoursville, though, will have great field position as they'll have it at their own 42-yard line. They lead 7-0 with 9.36 to go here in the first half. That is another boomer for Metzger, and he completely changed the field position with that big kick. Special teams playing a big part for Seals Grove tonight. The Blaze Alexander Four tough game of the week. It's the Schmokin Indians who are traveling to take on the Mount Carmel Red Tornadoes. It's the Cole Bucket game. It's our Blaze Alexander Four tough game of the week. We get some updated scores on that as we move through the ball game here. Running back gets the call. It's able to move beyond the 44-yard line. But there is another flag on the play, and that's another thing, Ryan. We talk about these flags. I mean, you could go through it throughout the year. And look at the number of penalties that we've experienced throughout 2018. And not only does it, it march you back, but, boy, it just takes away from the momentum of the game, the flow of the game. Like Seals Grove had six penalties, and and Lewisburg had eight penalties to start out the season. That's just an example. And Seals Grove had nine penalties against the Jersey Shore. So, you know, the, the, the theme has been the same throughout the year, and it's just not a good they had 10 penalties against Chickalimi in a game that they handled them 35 nothing. So it takes away from momentum, takes away from consistency and the flow of a game. And we're seeing it here in this first half. Yeah, I agree. And, and fortunately, this one's against Montoursville, and it's a big one because it was, the holding was in the backfield spot valve. So it ends up being a 12-yard penalty. Montoursville's at first and 22. Twins to each side. Now Reader go, will go in motion. Sure, quick throw out to Maul, makes the catch. Trying to make a man miss, but it's going to be finished off by Schoen. 
who just blasts Maul as he was turning his way into the line of scrimmage. And it's going to be a loss of a, a half loss. yard on on the uh, catch. Yeah, Schoen and Nyland getting in there and, you know, quick pass in the, in the flat to be able to react like that, especially when you know they need a big play. So you're not playing up. That was great speed from Schoen and Nyland to actually get a tackle for a loss there. Big for the Seals. Montours are now second and 23. As they have the ball inside their own 30-yard line on this possession, they lead 7-0, does Montoursville. Under heavy pressure, sure. He's trying to run away from the pressure, but he's hit as he crosses the 32-yard line, trying to get a number of that tank on the far side. And was that ever Thomas making the stop? The senior on senior night makes a big play, so it's still going to be a third and very long for the Montoursville Warriors. Yeah, Ever Thomas getting his first tackle tonight, but... He's been working. I've, I've been watching him quite a bit, pushing guys around, trying to get to the ball. And, you know, his job at that nose guard position is take on as many men as he possibly can, and he does that. He gets in there and disrupts some things. Everett Thomas, shown and Ziders up front defensively for the Seals. Gross Seals in his third down and long, and we're going to get a timeout. This one will be taken by Montoursville once again. Ryan, look at that season. Can't believe we're in week 10 of 2018 season, our 10th season covering Seals, Crow Seals, and all the way back to the opener at Bucknell when Lewisburg hosted Seals, Crow Seals, and they won that one 32-22. But Seals, Crow would bounce back and beat Jersey Shore at home on the new turf. Remember the big talk in the summertime <laughs> and the spring and summer was about Seals, Crow getting this new turf. Well, they got their first win on the new turf when they beat Jersey Shore 31 to 10. But then they traveled to take on the Southern Columbia Tigers. They lost that one 48 nothing. They returned back to the new turf and beat Chickalemi 35 nothing. They would stay at home to take on Berwick the following week in a game you were just talking about. It was a game that Seelsgrove really felt they built up a lot of momentum. They played a very good Berwick team to a 7 nothing game in the first half. They would eventually lose that one 21-7. Then they traveled to take on Loyal Sock and beat them 34-7. The best rushing game of the season by any individual, Joe Kahn, when he had 100, you know, 160-some yards in that game, 168, I think it was. But they returned home, lost to Shemokin, and then went on the road, back-to-back games, beat Central Mountain before last week, losing to Danville. Sure, throws deep out, looking for a man, making the catches odd, but just... At about the 42-yard line, well short of a first down, back to the original line of scrimmage for the Montoursville Warriors. So it would be a, be a putting situation for the Warriors. Uh, well played by Seals Group defense, not letting anything get deeper, forcing everything underneath. Nobody was open, and finally pressure got to the QB. He had to make a decision, and it was uh, probably his fourth in his progression there. And It's actually a tough catch, too. A receiver had to go low to make that catch and definitely not enough yards and they're punting the punt gets away it's a shank as it goes off the foot of the left-footed punter and about the third row of the bleachers and ryan i was (laughs) talking to a young lady coming into the game tonight and because there was a couple punts that shanked into the crowd and i i told the lady hey be careful the ball's coming towards you and she's more concerned about heights and bloody nose and falling down so <laughs> bleeds. yeah she told me she was she's not going to come sit up too high because of no bleeds and falling down so she hopes she didn't get hit on that one <laughs> <laughs> it is there they do call it the nosebleed section i don't know about here at seals grove but well, some other hey, places for some people any, i guess we'd be in trouble yeah. if this would be considered nosebleed so Seals Grove takes over. Good field position at their own 45. Hollenbach gets the call. Runs into a lineman right at the line of scrimmage and nothing there. 
as he's going to get to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. be a second down and 10. And, Brian, I'm going to throw this out there, and I'm probably not making a lot of friends this way, but can you change numbers in the middle of the game to give Con back his number two and let him play running back? <laughs> no. You can't? No, you can't do that. And nothing against anything's going on. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm thinking from a coach's standpoint, they're trying to do whatever they can to try to muster up some offense. Struggling here. Well, in I the think first he half. can. I think he could run the ball wearing sixty. I don't think. I don't think it'd be. Quick throw out to Nyland this time. Makes a catch. Makes a man miss. Gets into Montoursville tor- territory to the forty-eight yard line. So quick throw that time by Shock, making a connection, making it a third down and manageable in Montoursville tor- territory. We'll call it a third down and three. Yeah, nice play there on, on second down to get some yards. And uh, Seals just put themselves in a very manageable third and three here, and they cross midfield, so field possession is a big part of it as well. So it was a very big play. Trying to pick up a first down and move these chains. Seals grow trailing 7 nothing with six minutes to go here in the first half. Hollenbach gets the call. Makes a man miss in the backfield. Trying to stretch it for a first down. It looks like he's going to have enough as Kevin Gearhart down on the sideline. He gives us a good angle and says it's a first down. So let's see if he's right. And it is. It's a Seals Grove first down, and that's a huge first down for Seals Grove. It could it be a smoke damn health center backbreaker play of the game. If Seals Grove's able to take this one down and get a late touchdown here in the first half. That was a big play by Hollenbach, working hard, showed some shiftiness, got skinny in a small crease, and picked up just enough for the first down. First down and 10 for the Seals. Two wide receivers to the left, but this is going to go to Hollenbach once again. Makes a man miss in the backfield. Dragon defenders as he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. He's going to be met by multiple defenders leading the way for the Montoursville Warriors was Cameron Wood as he makes the stop. It'll be second down at 10. I, I got to make this comment about Montoursville. There's some classy kids out there. After a lot of plays, they'll be dead, and you've blown the whistle, and, and, and they let go. Also, when they make tackles, they're helping Seals Grove seal players up. A lot of class on that Montoursville defense. Second down and 10. Shock drops back. Looking, looking. It's got the time. Now it's closing quickly. He's going to be tackled. Big loss on the play. All the way inside the Seals Grove 45-yard line. It's going to set up a third down and very long for the Seals. There's one thing I'm going to critique Danny Shock here in his freshman years. He's going to have to learn going forward. You can't take those sacks. It just can't happen. you got to deliver throw. Throw it over everybody's head real deep. You can't take 12-yard, 13-yard, 14, 15-yard sacks. It's just not you, you can't do it, especially when you have an offense that's struggling, and you just got to get rid of it and play the next down. You don't have to keep that down alive, and right now it's third and 21. Seals Grove trailing 7 nothing here late in the first half. Shock drops back. He does get rid of it quickly, unable to find the connection. He was looking for Christian Kantz here on the right side. Falls incomplete, and it's going to be a fourth down and putty situation, so Cam Fogarty will jog out and make the snap to Metzger. And even if Seals Grove does get the completion there, they're throwing almost to the line of scrimmage, and there was uh, Montoursville defenders all over the place, so they probably weren't going to get the 21 yards needed to be forced to punt. I'll take just the incompletion and get what's been great punts so far out of Wyatt Metzger. Gets a good snap and gets it away. A high kick, but short. It's going to bounce at the 25-yard line. 
and get a good roll as it rolls towards the 20, about the 21-yard line. Montoursville will take over first down and 10 at their own 21-yard line. They lead 7-0 with 3.54 to go here in the first half. Now, Montoursville, they start out with a win over North Penn, 51-6. They beat Hughesville, 42-0. They lost to Jersey Shore, 30-20. They beat Warrior Run, 47-0. Beat Loyal Sock, 24-7. They put away Milton, 45-6. They lost to Danville, 52-26. They beat Mifflinburg, 35-21. Last week, they beat Tawanda, 49-13. Sure, quick out. Throws it to Delana. Gets away from Swineford. Up the left sideline. Bounced out of bounds. As he gets out to the 34-yard line, makes the stop was Hoover, but it's going to be enough for a first down as Shearer was able to find Delana. Oh, Swineford had it, had his arms all over it. But Delana showing strength, was able to break out of his arms and pick up big yards. Seelsgrove looked to come up with a big defensive stop here. They trail 7-0 here late in the first half. Shearer looking down the right sideline, those will pump fake. But Nyland doesn't bite on it, and it falls incomplete. Defended well by Nyland up the right sideline. Yeah, you said it. it. Coverage was there, safety over top. I don't know where they thought they were going to throw that ball to. That's what you call like a jet route. You kind of start the out route. You pump fake. You curl it upfield, and you start running down the sideline. But uh, Nyland did not fall for anything there, not the pump fake. Plus, you had Teague Hoover over top. Well-executed coverage there by the secondary for Seelands Group. It looked like Sure had the instruction that, you know, look for it. If it's not there, just throw it, and he did, and it fell, it fell incomplete. Second down and 10 for Montoursville. Sure, rolling to his right, looking for Delana, makes the catch. He's going to be able to bounce off a defender, but then finished off at the 40-yard line. Short of a first down for Montoursville, be a third down and a short. As they're looking to move the chains, they lead 7-0 with the lone touchdown, a 43-yard touchdown reception by Delana with 11 minutes to go in the second quarter. That's been all the scoring here tonight. Montoursville leading 7-0 with 3-10 to go here in the first half. Big third down play here for the Seals Grove defense. Man going in motion from right to left. Long count by Scherer. And movement up front shown. Makai Showers, they jump. Was there any movement from Montoursville? If there was not, that would be a penalty against Seals Grove, and that would walk off enough for a Montoursville first down. And officials are huddling. I don't think you're going to get I think it's going to be offsides on Seals Grove. It's going to be a first down. Absolutely. Hey, we have a Facebook page. Check it out. Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. All Seals Grove all the time. Check it out. Trivia Tuesday, throwback Thursday. Get you ready and... Build up to the next game for the Seals Grove Seals, and that all can be found on Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. Penalty against Seals Grove gives Montoursville first time. Derek Hicks not pleased with that. It's now something else happened? Unsportsmanlike. So now that's a huge penalty there. That's 15 more yards on top of it. That changes field position. It's going to give Montoursville the ball now. About the 39-yard line is in Seals Grove territory. That's a big play. And, you know, you're just under three minutes here to halftime. You're only down 7 nothing. You kind of just want to get out of this quarter, make your halftime adjustments. But, man, Montours was in a position to strike now. Take note, Joe Kahn playing safety as well with Teague Hoover over top. 
And a week ago, Danville scored two touchdowns in the last minute and 39 seconds when they got a 26-yard touchdown reception, and then they got a field goal, which is one second on the first half clock. So right now, Seals Grove trying to do their best to keep Montoursville from getting a late touchdown here in the first half. 2.59 to go in the first half. Seals Grove trailing 7-0. Derek Hicks getting a conversation with the referee here on the near side. And again, as you said, Ryan, it's moving the ball all the way to the Seals Grove 39-yard line. So it'll be a first down and 10 for the Montoursville Warriors. Seals Grove defense has played well here in the first half, as they did for almost the entire first half of the Danville game a week ago before giving up the late touchdown and field goal for Danville, where they went up 17-0 at the end of the first half. Got some more moving up front. Got another flag. Another flag on the play. Chance to remind you, three more NFL games on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Uh, it's Philadelphia and Jacksonville. They'll play from London. That's starting at 9 o'clock. Then it's New Orleans and Minnesota on Sunday night at 7.30. And then Monday night football ends with New England at Buffalo starting at 7.30. See uh, the full of NFL broadcast schedule on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Uh, Seals Grove coaching staff not happy right now. They're calling offsides on Seals Grove again. Clearly, number 65 from Montoursville stood up and jumped. He moved. And that's when Nate Schoen came over. Wow, that's a, I don't even, I mean, rightfully so, Seals Grove staff not happy right now with officiating. Well, it sets up a first down and five for Montoursville. Sure, takes a snap, gives it to Maul, going left, cuts it back right up the left hash, and finally tackled as he crossed it inside the 30-yard line. Everett Thomas got back involved in the stop there. Now we got some finger-pointing as go. Nate Schoen says Montoursville guys some extracurricular activity, and they do throw, yet another flag. Wow, I mean, that one rightfully so. Montoursville running back, clapping in the face of Seals Group defensive players. running. You can see he's talking, and right in front of the official, official reaches and throws up the flag. That's an easy call. So Montoursville's not going to get hit with a 15-yard penalty, and that's huge there because two minutes, 20, 27 seconds left here in the half. Montoursville is pulp, is marching down the field, you know, flag-aided, <laughs> but they are going down the field, and this is going to be a big one. They're going to lose 15 on the play. I believe it should make it second down. So why they're figuring oh, that out after the play, so it'll still be it'll be first down. It'll be first down, but they will walk that off. I was just thinking as they were moving down closer, what the field goal situation would look like. Their field goal kicker, three for four on the season, has a long of 38 yards. But with that penalty, as you mentioned, Ryan, that puts the ball all the way back to the 44-yard line. And now the chain gang's not sure if they should follow the down marker. Boy, it's just, whew, this first half is... 7-0 game. I'll try to keep you updated with the score because I have no idea else what well, the heck has happened in front of us. We're supposed to have rain tonight. Oh, just so tonight. happens to be raining yellow flags. I yeah. mean, there is a ton of penalties in this game here in the first half. And, well, you know, it, you're kind of losing. You can see the crowd's yeah. kind of like blah right now. Yeah, you players. don't know whether to commit to a play because you don't know if it's going to get called back or get excited about a play. You're just not sure because... Their kicks continues to chit-chat with the referee here on the near side, just trying to figure out what's going on. They had official walks over. I mean, this is more conferences than we've seen a head referee come over and give a head coach than uh, you see in, in season-long action, nonetheless, here in the first half. Again, 7 nothing, 2.27 to go here well, here was, it was in the first half. They're giving them a first down and 10, and I don't, I don't think that's right. 
Oh. Reader goes in motion. Sure, fakes it to him under some pressure. Now gets rid of it. Finds Reader for the catch up the right sideline. There's another flag on the play as he's tackled as he got inside of the 30-yard line. Again, making a catch is Reader, but there is another flag on the play, so it'll be another discussion by the referees with 2.10 to go here in the first half. Montoursville leading 7 nothing, and it's... Well, I'm going to go back to the previous penalty. So they got the first down. There was an unspur- uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. So wouldn't you have a first down at that you know at that mark there? That'd be your line of scrimmage, and then 15 yards back from that. So you'd be at first and 25. But that's not what they did. They bumped the ball all the way back to what was the 43-yard line of Sealands Grove, and gave them a first and 10. So I'm not quite sure right. how I that works. I think we've had that in the past, but I think they give you a first down after the walk-off. So you keep a first down at 10. You just happen to walk it off to 15 okay. yards on the high well, school Well, they level. got a penalty there, so they're now okay. first and 21st. Under heavy pressure, sure. But he finds on open down the left sideline, who runs into Khan at the 30-yard line, short of a first down, as the first down mark they need to get is the 28-yard line. But a quick throw that time by sure under heavy pressure from Nate Schoen, finds out. He makes the catch, gets it to the 30-yard line, and now they're moving the chain. It's a first down. They picked it up. They did the wheel route, hit the back out of the backfield, hit him in stride, never picked up by anyone in coverage there. Easy uh, pass down the sideline. Penn State runs that play quite often. Montorzo ran it there, executed, and got a yard more than they needed for the first down. 137 to go here in the first half. Montoursville leading 7-0. Ott gets the call at the right side. Cuts under defender to get to the 25-yard line. So he's going to pick up six on the carry to set up a second down and four for Montoursville. The Warriors trying to get a late score here. And, again, their kicker was able to kick a 38-yard field goal on the season. And remember, Montoursville's used two timeouts already, so they only have one remaining as we approach one minute and ten seconds to go in this quarter. And they get the second half kickoff as well. Going in motion is Ott. Fakes it at him is sure. Under heavy pressure, Nate Schoen gets to sure. Tackles at the 35-yard line, and he just blew by his block and got to sure. And Montoursville not using a timeout here. I'm surprised. Because now they're going to be at third and 14, or no, third and 13, and the clock is just running. They're out of field goal range. Sure, gets a call from the sideline and gets to the line of scrimmage. This is going to be under 30 seconds by the time they snap this ball or close to Wide receivers to each side. 32 seconds to go in the first half clock. Sure, gets the call. Quick throw on a slant to Delana, but it falls incomplete. And it's now going to be a fourth down and long for Montoursville. Why would you not use your timeout there? Why? I mean, that's the play. You, well, you always say, right, on a high school level, first down, you get, you you get, get the, clock the clock stop. I mean, there's so much that can happen. Well, I like to use them on defense, but here you're trying to score before half, and you're at third down and, you know, 13 in a crucial spot. Why would you use a timeout and, 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 you, and go there? If you throw an incompletion, the clock stops like it is right now. So now they have all the time in the world on fourth and 13 to set up. Not quite sure there. I'm happy they didn't use it, but not quite sure what Montours was thinking. Fourth down. Got movement up front. Looked like the left guard that time for Montoursville. Jumps. It looks like it's going to be a walk-off here. It was 56. Again, this is the guy that jumped earlier, and Sealens Grove got called for offside. So it's twice now. He, he, he under pressure there when he sees the blitz showing up. He's a little antsy. Well, that's Nate Schoen's side, too. And, you know, Nate's a big boy. He comes off strong, so... You know, I understand it. you got to be prepared. 
Fourth down and 18 for Montoursville. They are going for it. Sure, drops back under pressure. Hit by Nate Schoen once again, and he goes down. Gets up and celebrates to his teammates there. Turnover on downs as Seals Grove will take over first down and 10. Seals Grove does have three timeouts, but there's only 22 seconds left in this first half, and they trail 7 nothing to Montoursville. Nate shown sixth tackle the game, third sack in this half. He's having a heck of a game for the Seals Grove Seals in that defensive end, and he is the reason for a couple false starts from that Montour- Montoursville offensive line. So what does Seals Grove do here offensively is Danny Schock gets the call from the sideline. He's going to put Christian Kantz to the right, Swineford to the left. They've had some success with screens, but do they have enough time to run that and get a timeout if they need it? First down and 10. They have it at their own 42-yard line. Handoff to Hollenbach. Off the right side, and I think I saw a flag. Yes, there is. A flag thrown on the run by Hollenbach. So the clock's going to stop. I think it will. It still runs all the way down to nine seconds. So they lost time on the clock, which I don't know if Derek Hicks is worried about at this point as a penalty will go against the Seals Grove Seals. What's the record for total penalties in a game? I don't even want to know. I hope we're not breaking that tonight. <laughs> we got him. I don't know. If you have a flag every play, you you got to be on pace for that record. Well, right? I'm worried about the penalty yards being more than your offensive yard. Oh, it's there. It's probably there. Not a great first half to be broadcasting a Seals Grove football game, but uh, we're hoping for better things. Great. Neither staff. team's doing that well, no. though. I mean, both teams yeah. are making mistakes, so it's kind of, you know, washing each other away there. But And now the official is asking them to reset the clock, maybe give them a little more time. I, now they're waving up here, and Derek's saying yes, that, thanks for that. And boy, oh, boy, hate to get distracted from a football game, but Wow. First down and long for the Seals Grove Seals. They trail 7-0. The clock is running. Don't think they're going to run another play. Both teams will make their way to the locker room. It's going to be about adjustments. As the Seals Grove Seals will try to muster up some offense. They trail 7-0. A week ago, they trailed to Danville 17-0. we got a lot to bring you here at halftime. We'll talk about that first half. Stats from the first half. Scores and highlights from across the region. And a lot more. So, Stick around for halftime. Seals Grove trailing 7-0. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live, and whatever your sport, Shemokin Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center, designed with you in mind. This is Bob Zerman at Zerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Truck in Sunbury, and we are continuing to set goals to grow our business. To do this, I invite you to join our team. We need to expand our staff, so we are seeking automotive technicians, body shop repair staff, and sales team members. If you are interested in getting into the exciting automotive field and working for our company, we are proud to have been voted the best customer service business in the Valley. Please apply at Zerman's 1301 Market Street in Sunbury, an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man in Milton. 
After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man in Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. Eagle 107. Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 WEGH Northumberland Seals Grove. Just after 8 and Sean Carey at the Halfman Tooresville leading the Seals Grove Seals by a score of 7 to nothing. Checking scores from across the central Susquehanna Valley. We have 7-7 Shikalemi and Milton. They are tied up as they approach halftime. In the battle for the Little Brown Jug on 100.9, the Valley Lewisburg leading Mifflinburg by a score of 28 to 6. And a good news for Lewisburg football fans, Dylan Farinato back into the lineup tonight for Lewisburg. Max Moyers already has a touchdown in the contest for Lewisburg. And early on, Lewisburg only took four plays after a Mifflinburg punt to uh, find the end zone. It was a 36 yard Dylan Farinato pass that set up this touchdown. Weather right down the left, right sideline. He catches the ball at the 15 over a Mifflinburg defender and into the end zone for a touchdown. 59 yards in the play to Coleman Witherite. Coleman Witherite with that score. And that was the Green Dragons turning great field position into a score. Uh, Nick Shedleski hit Coleman Witherite with a 59-yard score uh, deep down the sideline. Uh, at that point, Lewisburg was up by a score of 14 to nothing. After a Michael Warren fumble... Lewisburg took over on the 19. One play later, Ethan Dominic took it in from 19 yards out. And currently it is 28 to 6 in favor of Lewisburg. You can hear that on 100.9 the Valley. Also late first quarter, Midwest is leading Tunkanic 14 to nothing. Early second quarter, Central Columbia 14, Bloomsburg 7. At the half, Columbia Montour Votech and Warrior Run are scoreless. Early second quarter, Southern Columbia leading Danville 21 to 7. Also in the second quarter, Loyal Sock with a blackjack 21 nothing over South Williamsport. Second quarter, Line Mountain 7, Upper Dauphin 6. The battle for the coal bucket tonight at the Silver Bowl, the Mount Carmel Red Tornadoes and Shimokin. Two touchdown runs by Shane Widener, both of them from three yards out, one in the first quarter, which capped a 97-yard drive, and one in the second quarter, uh, giving the Red Tornadoes a 14-0 lead over Shimokin. Again, that game is in the second quarter. Also in the second, Tri-Valley leading Susquehanna 7-6. At the half, Pine Grove and Halifax are scoreless. If Halifax wins tonight, they are Tri-Valley League champions. In the second quarter, Montgomery is shutting out the Bucktail Bucks in Renova, 18 to nothing. At the half, the big upset in the Valley tonight, Hughesville is leading Muncie by a score of 7 to nothing. Second quarter, Berwick is leading Coughlin, 27 to 7. And senior night tonight at Mill Hall for Central Mountain. Uh, they are getting pounded by Jersey Shore, not one, not two, not three, but four touchdown runs for Kyle Tome. Five-yard run, nine-yard run, five-yard run, and a three-yard run in a quarter and a half of play. Halfway through the second quarter, Jersey Shore is blanking. One win on the year, Central Mountain, 27 to nothing. 
Uh, getting you back to the Central Columbia game, 14-7 over Bloomsburg. Trey Devlin with a quarterback sneak, and Isaac Gensmer had an 11-yard touchdown run early on for the Blue Jays in that contest. Don't forget, we are updating scores all night long on our scoreboard page at eagle107.com. So check that out all night long. Seals fans, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, we are too. Seals on Eagle 107. That's our Twitter handle. Our stat man, the Z-man, Zach Showers, posting uh, scoring drives and stats throughout the evening with Seals on Eagle 107 on Twitter. So, again, we only have one score here in tonight's contest at Harold L. Bullig Memorial Field. Um, it was 0-0 going into the second quarter, and Montoursville quarterback Hunter Shear found Jackson Delena breaking free down the middle for six. They move into Seals Grove territory. First down and ten. They stay with the tight formation, shotgun formation for Shear. He's going to fake it to the man going across the middle. Now he looks for a man wide open beyond the defense. Delena makes the catch, walks into the end zone for a touchdown for the Warriors. Battle Brian with the call earlier tonight here on Eagle 107. So, again, that was a uh, Delena catch from 43 yards out from Hunter Shear. Capped off a seven-play, 84-yard drive and taking just a shade under three minutes off the clock. It's where we stand at the Halfman Tourisville, up 7 to nothing over Seawans Grove. Uh, get you a couple of clips from News Radio 1070 WKOK from the Hurt from the uh, first half. Uh, tonight's contest in Milton at Alumni Field between the Black Panthers and the Shikolami Braves. Braves got on the board first. Second down and 10. Three receivers far side. Ball in the near hash mark moving left to right. Davis with the handoff. It'll go to Edison. And he will come up with maybe a yard. He is met by the entire front wow. line of the Shikolami defense. And Actually, was there a fumble? fumble there was yes. a fumble, and coming out with the ball is Munoz. And the Shikolami Braves will have the first turnover in the game. So the Shikolami defense recovers a fumble, and they were able to get a score. Uh, Ulysses McCardo with the score for the Braves. They're still a little outnumbered on the line, so the offensive line is not going to have the greatest opportunity to block. And here's the pitch. Right side, Mercado into the end zone. Touchdown, Shikolami! Kevin Hearn, the Chief Dave Ritchie, with that on News Radio 1070 WKOK. That game is tied 7 7, Shikolemi and Milton as they approach halftime. Don't forget, once we're finished with our SEALs coverage, we'll have our Sunbury Motors game night tonight as we wrap up the regular season and start to paint the picture for the District 4 playoffs from single A all the way up to quad A. Bucknell has a bye this weekend, and then on Sunday morning here on Eagle 107, we've got a little. Merrill Reese on the radio while you enjoy your breakfast. First time in Europe, the Philadelphia Eagles will have a game across the pond as they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Our airtime will be 8.30 a.m. and the kickoff at 9.30 with Merrill, Mike Quick, and Howard Eskin here on Eagle 107. Pittsburgh Steelers coming off the bye week, and they'll get their rematch with the Cleveland Browns. Of course, this time at Heinz Field. Airtime on 100.9. The Valley will be 11 a.m. on Sunday for the network pregame and the kickoff at 1 with Bill Hillgrove, Tunchilkin, and Craig Wolfley. Penn State tomorrow looking to avoid their third consecutive home loss this season at Beaver Stadium. They take on Iowa. Looks like it's going to be quite the rainy day at Beaver Stadium tomorrow. So take along the rain gear if you're heading to Happy Valley for that. But if not, you can check it out on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All the Penn State football games on our Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Just tap WKOK for the Penn State call tomorrow afternoon. 2 p.m. will be the tailgate show from outside the Jordan Center. And the kick just after 3.30 with Steve Jones, Jack Ham, Derek Williams, and the Rooster, Roger Corey. 
So again, at halftime at Seawans Grove at Harold O. Bullock Memorial Field, senior night. Uh, with Seawans Grove down 7 nothing to Montoursville. Uh, thanks to that Hunter Shear quarterback a catch to a wide uh, uh, pass to a, a Jackson Delina. Uh, breaking free down the middle for that uh, catch from 43 yards out. So 7 nothing Warriors looking to move to 8-2 and two on the year. And also throughout the evening, we'll keep tabs on the cold bucket game for you. Uh, we do have a score update from Lewisburg at Christie on 100.9. The Valley Lewisburg is now leading 35-12. to 35-12 over Mifflinburg as they approach halftime. 35-12 in favor of the Green Dragons. 7-7, Shikalemi and Milton are even up. Montoursville leading the Seals 7-0. And Lewisburg with a blowout over Mifflinburg so far this evening. So grab those updates at Eagle107.com. We'll take a quick break and head back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. We'll get first-half stats from Zach Showers and then the second-half call from Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Montoursville 7 and the Seals nothing at the half. This is Seals game day. Seals Grove Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Jason Horowitz here with NFL Media Senior Fantasy Analyst Michael Fabiano as we get set for week number eight. And uh, the week leading into the Sunday, Mike, has certainly been interesting with trades. Amari Cooper, at least offensively, the biggest headline. What does that do for his fantasy value when Dallas is back at it next week? And what does it do for Raiders players? You've got to downgrade Derek Carr, and he hasn't really been a very solid fantasy quarterback to this point, too. You lose his number one option in the passing game, and clearly that's going to hurt him. That elevates Jordy Nelson this week into wide receiver three territory. And then Martavis Bryant now is going to be worth a look in some fantasy leagues as well. Not saying he's going to be a startable asset this week, but he could potentially be useful down the stretch for fantasy owners. And as it pertains to Cooper, I don't know that his value is going to increase that much moving from Oakland to Dallas. I still see him as a wide receiver three. Well, you mentioned Martavis Bryant. At one point in time, he was a sleeper. Maybe he is again this year. Give me sleepers here for week number eight. I like Baker Mayfield against the Steelers, who have really struggled against quarterbacks at home. Could be a high-scoring game there. Here's a name for you to remember. Raheem Mostart. Matt Breed is banged up. They've sort of been phasing Alfred Morris out of the offense, so Mostert could end up being a very nice play. Jalen Richard against the Colts. Marshawn Lynch is out for a while, which means it'll be Doug Martin and Richard. Richard is the guy with the pass-catching chops. And we know the Raiders, they play from behind very often. You also have to take a look at that Tampa Bay backfield where Peyton Barber's banged up. If he's limited or can't play this week, then all of a sudden Ronald Jones, the rookie out of USC, could have some fantasy value in what's a good matchup. And another player who's a very good sleeper this week, I've been talking about him, C.J. Uzama. He's played over 90% of the snaps since the Bengals lost Tyler Eifert, and he's got a really good matchup this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Could be a high-scoring game. He's Michael Fabiano for his full list of starts and sits. Go to NFL.com slash fantasy. Thanks, Mike. Take care. I'm Jason Horowitz. Westwood One Sports. Your expert car repair skills can advance you in your career. Join a team of excellence at Murray Motors Chevrolet. Hiring collision center technicians now. Qualified applicants must have a minimum of one year experience. Current on body work trade tools. Capable of repairing anything from frame straightening to unibody replacement. Have a valid driver's license. Be able to lift up to 100 pounds and pass a background check and drug screen test. These are full-time positions with excellent benefits. Pay is based on experience. Apply at Murray Motors Chevrolet Collision Center. Routes 11 and 15 Seelands Grove or call 570-374-1151. Equal opportunity employer. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. At halftime, as Seals Grove trails Montoursville 7 nothing. 
The Montoursville Marching Band entertaining the crowd here on the near side. Chilly October evening. Seals Grove trying to warm up at halftime and see if they can get some offense going. The defense doing a nice job shutting down a team that averaged 360 yards of offense on the season, 198 on the ground, 161 through the air. Montoursville came in. They had 40 points or more five times. They had 51 to open up the season, beat North Penn. And, again, they're averaging 37.6 points per game. But tonight, Seals Grove defense holding them to just seven points here in the first half. Take a look at the numbers. Thanks to our stat man, Zach Showers. Again, Seals Grove trailing 7-0. Seals Grove only three first downs in that first half. Eight rushing yards for the Seals Grove Seals. Passing just 34 yards. So total offense for the Seals Grove Seals in that first half, just 42 yards. And exactly what I was hoping not to see, seven penalties for 61 yards for Seals Grove. They have no turnovers, and Schoen has three sacks on the night. For Montoursville, 10 first downs. They only have 45 yards rushing in that first half, 127 through the air, and a big one, a 43-yard touchdown reception for Montoursville, a big part of that 127. So total yards, only 172 for Montoursville. They have five penalties for 48 yards. They do have one fumble. So Seals Grove now has 16 fumble recoveries on the season. Individual numbers, first for Montoursville on the ground, Ott, four uh, carries for just 27 yards. He came in tonight with 523 yards and five touchdowns. And coming off a 100-yard performance on just five carries a week ago against Tawanda. So, again, Seals Grove doing a nice job stopping off for just 27 yards. In the passing department, Shearer, 10 for 13, 127 yards and a touchdown. His lone touchdown to Delana, who has five catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. Delana came into the night, had 28 catches and seven touchdowns. He had 104 yards a week ago receiving on just two catches and two touchdowns for Montoursville. So, Seals Grove... Uh, dealing with the passing of Montoursville and doing a nice job outside of a 43-yard touchdown reception by Delana. For the Seals Grove Seals in the rushing department, Hollenbach, the starting tailback tonight, levy carriage for 33 yards. In the passing department, shock, 4 for 10, just 34 yards. Four guys with one catch. Bastion has a catch early in the game for 11 yards. Schaefer had a catch, the first catch of the night, for just one yard, or excuse me, for six yards. Kant's one catch for 10 yards. Nyland, one catch for seven yards. Ryan, the offensive numbers look very bad. Defense is playing well, keeping Seals Grove in the game. And, boy, to try to analyze that first half, it's pretty close to impossible to break down exactly what we saw. But the bottom line is we need offense. Well, the nice thing is it's a new half. <laughs> so, I mean, neither team really played very well in that first half. Uh, Danville just took advantage of a of a, a lapse in coverage, and, and they struck and got a touchdown, uh, or Montoursville. And uh, outside of that, it's been penalty ridden, and, and teams, you know, you know, really uh, struggling. Definitely, Seals Grove offense struggling more than Montoursville's. Only eight rushing yards for Seals Grove, very tough, and only 34 yards passing for a total of 42. And you're right, like what you didn't want to see was more penalty yards than total yards of offense, but. Seals Group has those seven penalties for 61. I can't believe there's 12 penalties in the first half. And the majority of them came there in the second quarter. I mean, it just felt like there was two drives. 
filled with penalties. And don't forget, there was a penalty that was waved off as well. So this could even be worse. This could be eight for 71 instead of 61 for Seals Grove. Montoursville does have the 10 first downs. They've been able to keep some of their drives alive. Seals Grove with the only three. But something's going to have to start going offensively for Seals Grove. Or if you can't put points on the board, you can't win a game unless your defense can do that. Now, we've seen this defense, especially a Loyal Sock, really start something by putting some points on the board. The offense has fed off of that in the past, so maybe the Seals Grove defense is just going to have to do that. They're going to have to find a way to get a pick six or a fumble, scoop it up, get in the end zone, or even a safety. Something might have to happen, and we'll see if that can spark something out of this offense. Because right now, you know, I think that Seals Grove offense, too, with some new guys playing the offensive line, I think as the game goes on, we could see that progressively get better. But it has to. It has to. You're not coming away with a win tonight. That wraps up the halftime show here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Seals Grove Seals will jog out. They'll have to kick this one away to Montoursville as we start the second half. Montoursville leading 7-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. Again, the lone touchdown coming on a 43-yard touchdown reception by Delena from Shearer. And that's been all the scoring here at halftime. But, again, Kyle Rule will kick this one away. Two return men for Montours. They'll drop back to about their own 10-yard line. That's Maul and Ott. Ott on the season, averaging 27.8 yards a return. So keep an eye on him, but it's going to go away from him. The up man will field it off the ground, and he'll get to the 40-yard line. And more as he gets close to the 45-yard line. Macharo in on the stop along with Wyatt Metzger. They'll have it at their own 44-yard line, will the Warriors, but they'll have it first down and 10 to start the second half. Yeah, Macharo gets in a lot of tackles on special teams. I like how, how he just flies as if he's running downfield. I like when, I like what he does in these coverages. First down and 10 for Montoursville. Seals Grove, as you mentioned, Ryan, looking for something big, maybe a safety, a blocked, uh, you know, a breakup pass, something to get this defense fired up and maybe possibly come away with some type of scoring because they have played well in that first half and come away with a good play to start the second half as they shown. Yeah, it'll stop them right at the line of scrimmage. It'll be second down and 10. I really, I thought, I think that's a fair placement there. I thought that was going to be for a loss. They shown shot through, got low. And wrapped up at the feet. It's a friendly spot. A second down and 10 from their own 44-yard line for Montoursville. Ott gets the call. Going left. Under a defender. But Ryan Allman makes the stop after Ott gets to the 48-yard line. So it'll be a pickup about four. It's going to be a third down and six for Montoursville at their own 48-yard line. Seals Grove trying to get the crowd back into it again. Again, defensively, they've had 38 tackles for loss coming into tonight, 20 sacks, only four interceptions, but one of them was a 95-yard interception return by Josh Nyland, and that was against the Loyal Sock. Personnel issues here for Montoursville as Reader started to run to the sidelines for Montoursville, and a coach told him to get back in, and now timeout is going to have to be taken by Montoursville. So a quick timeout to start the second half for Montoursville. And, boy, Ryan, in a 7 nothing game when you're going to need possibly these timeouts late in this game. Crucial timeout being taken with 10.45 to go here in the third period. Yeah, I am surprised that you know, they have to burn one this quick. I'm not quite sure what it was. I didn't see the clock that low. But Montoursville does burn their first of three here early here in the third quarter. 
We'll see. Hopefully, you know, well, hopefully not. Maybe we just have a big lead and it won't matter. That'd be great. Absolutely. That's with the uh, Dr. Order here tonight, but with the struggles offensively, Seals Grove, like I said, trying to muster up something defensively here. Montoursville coming tonight at 7-2. and two. Again, their lone losses, Jersey Shore and to Danville. Both those games were on the road. But Montoursville leading 7-0 here to start the second half. Defensively, Nate Schoen, Everett Thomas, Ziders up front. The corners, Swineford and Nyland. Schaefer, Bastion, Makai Showers, Ryan Almit, Joe Kahn, the linebackers, and, and the safety is Hoover. Third down play here for Montoursville. Shearer drops back under heavy pressure. Got to get rid of it. Got his man, but knocked out of his hands by Joe Kahn. After the tight end made the catch, Joe Kahn blew him up. Nate Schoen gets through and hits the quarterback as he delivers. Slow to get up, too. And then it was actually a really nice pass, but Joe Kahn says, I'm going to lay the big hit. And he did so and knocked the ball free. Both Schoen and Kahn, though, delivering huge blows on that third down play. So big defensive play forces Montoursville into a punting situation. Montoursville leading 7-0. Seals Grove getting the ball back for the first time here in the second half. A good high punt. Return men let it go. The ball scoots into the end zone. Touchback. Seals Grove will get it first down and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Again, trailing 7-0. That was well-played fair catch there by Joe Connie. He came up like he was going to catch it. Ball was going to be well over his head. And uh, it does bounce in the end zone as soon as we get to the 20-yard line. But he faked out uh, Montoursville there. They, they were crowding around him just in case he was going to drop it. That ball went well past him and into the end zone. These teams are used to a lot of offense over the years. Bryson Messina, quarterback, career setter for Montoursville. Of course, Logan Leiby did it as well for Seals Grove 2014 through 2017. But tonight it's been about offensive struggles for both teams. Shock turns, fakes it to the deep man, rolling to his right, looking, got to get rid of it. It's got a man. Making the catch is Bastion, and he's going to stretch it for a nine-yard pickup all the way out to the 29-yard line, and they're going to give him, now the officials walking back at Fort saying went out of bounds at the 26-yard line. So actually a six-yard pickup, so it'll be a second down and four for Seals Grove. And, you know, it took a little time to develop, but the patience was there by the quarterback. And you avoid a little bit of pressure there. And did a little jump throw, a little Tim Tebow-like throw. And was able to find his receiver for a good pickup on first down. So it'll be a second down and medium for the Seals with Swineford split far to the left. Shock gives it to the deep man in the backfield. That's Hollenbach. He's got enough for a first down as he crosses the 30 out to the 32-yard line. So, Ryan... Couple positive plays, and just like that, the Seals Grove moved the chains. After not having too many first downs in that first half, they pick up a big one to start here in the second half. And, and the hole was there for Hollenbach. He found it, busted through, and then with his second ever effort, picked up a couple extra yards and got beyond the first down marker. But everything working there in that run play. Offensive line did their job, and running back uh, hit it hard. So trying to build up some momentum here. Shock's going to give it to Hollenbach again. Makes a man miss in the backfield. He's through the 33, out to the 35-yard line, and maybe out to the 36-yard line on the run for Dean Hollenbach that time. 
It'll be a second down and long five for the Seals. Yeah, it's just another good first down play. Seals have struggled this year at first down. A lot of first and longs. We've taken some negative runs in past games, but so far here in this half, Seals Griff's gotten themselves in second and short, maybe second and five, second and six, second and four a couple times. So second down and medium. Hollenbach gets the call. It's got a big hole to the 40, trying to get away from the safety. Comes up. Reader makes the stop as Hollenbach's able to get it right to the first down marker. And just like that, pick up another first down for the Seals. After only having three in that first half, they have two to start here in the second half. Seals Grove trailing at this point 7-0 with 8.35 to go here in the third period, but trying to pick up some momentum. All about coming in since tonight, 38 carries for only 239 yards. He does have two touchdowns. His long on the season was 78 yards. That was a week ago against Danville. Hollabach gets the call again right between the tackles, but he's met by white shirts, and he'll go down. On the stop that time, number 55, Will Carson. He came in tonight with 38 tackles, gets one there. Back to the line of scrimmage, second down and 10 for the Seals. Yeah, that time not as much going there after two wide-open running lanes of previous plays. And he runs in number 55 there from Montours. I don't know if you, have, if you have his size, Pat. That's a big boy. And he just engulfed Hollenbach. But Hollenbach showing strength, kept pushing. Might have picked up a half a yard there. Talk about Will Carson, a junior, 6'4", 290 pounds. He looks it. He's a big boy. <laughs> Second down and 10 for the Seals. Bastion goes in motion. Shot, quick pitch to Hollenbach. He's trying to get to the edge underneath the block by Bastion, but then he's met as he gets to the 45-yard line after a two-yard pickup, but then he's blown back on the stop that time, number 48 for Montsoursville, and that's Connor Morse. He makes the stop. Third down and long for the Seals. Just got to make sure here is obviously, uh, I would think, passing situation for Seals over third and eight. Everyone's got to get deeper than that first down marker. A couple times this year, I know his routes would be run a little bit short, and if we didn't break it all on it, we weren't getting enough for the first down. Third down and long. Shot gets the snap. Looking. Getting rid of it on the slant to Swyford. Over his head falls incomplete. Ball on the coverage. Got some separation that time to Swyford, but it falls incomplete, and it forces a punting situation for the Seals. Yeah, Swyford got inside of his man there in the route. Just a little bit too high and out in front there. Swineford unable to haul it in. But Seals Group did pick up a, a couple first downs there, move the ball towards midfield. A good punt here could really pin Montoursville back. Fogarty with the snap back to Metzger. Metzger gets it away. A high kick. It's going to be a fair caught by Mott or Ott at the 25-yard line. Montoursville will take over first down and 10. They lead 7-0 with 6.45 to go here in the third period. Again, Montoursville came into tonight averaging 37.6 points per game. They had a 51-point outing to open up the season over North Penn. They were able to score 45 against Milton and 49 a week ago against Tawanda. Right now, they lead 7-0. Over the Seals Grove Seals, they have it first down and 10 at their own 25-yard line. Shearer under center, takes the snap, gives it to the deep man, trying to get it to the edge. Cuts under defender is Ott. He'll take it to the 28-yard line, so a pickup about three. It'll be a second down and seven for Montoursville. 
Bunch of seals there again, flying to the ball. I love gang tackling. Shows uh, they're being aggressive, flying around, locating the ball. And then Montours only manages three yards there. So good tackling there from the Seals Grove linebackers. Second down and long for Montoursville, leading 7-0. Ott gets the call again, trying to get to the edge, and he's not going to be able to. Ryan Allman races through and makes a stop. Loss on the play, back to the 25-yard line. That's where this possession started. So it's going to be a third down and 10 for Montoursville. And Ryan Allman with his eighth tackle tonight. That one is a tackle for a loss. That is his first tackle for a loss. He's having a very nice game as well. That's a much-needed play there. Now Montoursville. Third down and ten, third and long. And Seals Grove can kind of play everything underneath here. Again, you can't let anything get deeper than you if you're a safety right now for Seals Grove. Ryan Alm at 51 tackles coming in tonight with four tackles for loss. And he's going to be involved in the stop here as the Montoursville running back, the fullback, crossed the 30-yard line out to the 31-yard line short of a first down. And it will be a punting situation for the Montoursville Warriors. That was a great defensive stand there by the Seals Grove Seals. It's needed. I mean, you gotta, you got to play the field position, put, your, put the offense on the shortest field you can give them because they have not showed any signs of ability to put a long drive together. It might be more of a quick strike. How about a special teams play here for Seals Grove? But this punt's going to go away from nyland and go out of bounds this time away from the lady who gets blows nosebleeds so she doesn't worry about it got to get hit by the ball going well out of bounds but seals grove will start with great field position after a good defensive stop as they're going to mark it at the 42 yard line in seals grove territory to start this possession 452 to go here in the third period seals grove trailing seven nothing to montoursville Remember, stick around after the game. Ryan will make his way down on the field as he'll chit-chat with Coach Derek Hicks and also with a couple of the Seals Grove Seals coming up at the end of our broadcast here. Right now, Seals Grove trailing 7-0. Hollenbach gets the call between tackles. Not going to be able to bounce off of the defender on the stop was Cameron Wood. It'll make the stop. Loss on the play. Cameron Wood came in with seven tackles for loss. He gets another one there. Loss of one, second down and 11 for the Seals. That might be the the first carry for a loss for Hollenbach tonight. I'm not quite sure if he had any other ones. I know he had a couple stops right at the line of scrimmage, but for the most part, Seals were able to get the ball to the line of scrimmage or a little more. Christian Kant splits to the left, one wide receiver to the right. Shock drops back under some pressure, and it's going to go down. He dropped the ball, looked like, and then he had to go down and pick it up, and Montoursville right there to tag him down. So it's a huge loss on the play by the Seals Grove offense. Yeah, and it's it's almost, you hate to say it, unmanageable. This offense has not had any luck going downfield, especially at third and 21. 21 yards is a tough strike for this offense. So you almost put yourself uh, out, of, out of play here and, just try and get whatever you can get here on third down. And, again, play the field position game in this tight game. at 7 nothing. Montoursville leading. It's at the 33-yard line as Shock drops back. It's going to throw a screen to Hollenbach. Looking for a block from Kahn, but it's going to go right into Hollenbach as Kahn turned to try to throw the block, and the guy he was blocking ends up making the tackle at the 31-yard line after a loss on play. So it'll be a punting situation for the Seals Grove Seals. 
That play there, Pat, you you, you got to kind of set up your blocks. you got to string it out a little bit. You have to see Joe Kahn coming back in the crackback. That wasn't the case, and actually got blocked right in for the tackle. Metzger gets this one away after scooping the ball off the turf. It goes away from the return, man, and finally going to be spotted down by Hoover at the 27-yard line. Montours will take over first down and 10. 2.55 to go here in the third period, and just a 7 to nothing lead for the Montoursville Warriors. And this game's flying. <laughs> it just seems like a running clock. You know, even with all the penalties, you know, it's not it's 8:30 right now with only 2:55 to go in the third quarter. And you know, both teams just exchanging punts right now. Both teams will play postseason action next week. Both teams will get 11th game on their season. Just a matter where they'll be playing and who they'll be playing. First down and 10 for Montoursville, leading 7-0. Ott goes in motion, but it's going to be Reeder who gets the call, and he's going to blast beyond the 33-yard line out to the 35-yard line, so a pickup of 7, make it 8. It'll be a second down and 2 for the Montoursville Warriors. Uh, it could have been a lot more on that play. Joe Con showing some hand strikes. He just grabs a hold of the jersey and is able to make a one-arm tackle. But if Joe doesn't get that tackle... All you got to do is make the safety miss, and you're going into the end zone. So big play from Joe Kahn. So second down and short. Eye formation behind Shearer. The fullback gets the call. He's going to get a good push, and he'll have enough for a first down as he's able to get to the 39-yard line for Montoursville. On the carry that time was number 47, Signor. Well, Schaefer and Ziders in on that tackle. Ziders left the game last week with an injury. I'm heard he's still a little banged up, but you know that senior and the leader, he is going to play through everything he can and give everything he gets that he's got. High formation once again. Blitz being shown by the seal. Sure, turns, gives it to Ott. He's hit by Micaiah Showers and will go down right at the line of scrimmage. Nice play there. A tackle for a loss on on. Son, second down. I'm not sure now. They're going to switch that. So that was first down. First down. Yeah. So yeah, second on down first down to four, second down and ten. Ziders came off the edge pretty good there, forced it back into the middle, and that's where Showers was able to get the tackle. I think it's for a loss. They do still say second and ten, but I think that was for a loss. I'm asking for a huge defensive play here. Blow this thing up. Get the ball in the turf. As it goes to Ott, off the left side, spins, hits after a two-yard pickup. Makaya Showers, 54 in on the stop, and also give credit involved in the stop that time for Seelensgrove was number 77, and that's uh, Gavin Carroll along with other red shirts on the stop. Third down and long for Montoursville as they have the ball at their own 42-yard line. Hey, Pat, do you know this Ott kid, is he related to the uh, Pittsburgh Pirate Ed Ott? You're old enough to remember that. He, he was an All-State wrestler for Muncie, catcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll have to check into that. We'll have to put our research guys on that. Rolling to the right is Shearer. Being held at Ziders, and a flag will be thrown. But it not, might not matter as it went to the tight end. Tight end made the catch, but good coverage that time by Seals Grove, even though Ziders was being held on the opposite side. <laughs> being held. Is that I what, think he can, how do you describe I that I think one? he can press charges after that one. That's three guys. That just basically. I think he wanted his jersey. He, wanted, he yeah. was literally trying to take his jersey <laughs> off his back. It's a great jersey. 
It is. 55 has been it's red. worn by a lot of great Seals Grove Seals over the years. Start naming them. All right, you got Harley Stahl, you okay. got Trago. All right. Uh, you could help me out going deeper back. Who's some 55s that have worn? Boy, I don't know. Worn 55, but it's been a, a number well worn very well by Blaze Zeiter as he makes his way to the sidelines. Justin Marsick wore it. That's before your time, though, Pat. You said it was old. I would know odd. How's it before my time? Because you weren't in Seelman Grove. Oh, there you go. This punt is away. It can be taken by number 60, Joe Kahn, running up the left sideline. Looking for a big block. He's going to get it as he gets the midfield and stopped there by Delena. But it's going to give Seals Grove great field position. Ryan, I feel the momentum turning. Wow, that's a good way to get it going there. Joe Kahn get out around, getting out around the edge. Nylon is the one that laid that big block. And he actually, after he hit the guy, he rolled like 30 yards out of bounds. Had to get stopped by the by the bench. But I think he gets up, he's fine. They're going to mark it at the 49-yard line in Seals Grove territory to start this possession. First down and 10 for Seals Grove. Looking for a big play offensively as they trail 7-0 with just 20 seconds to go here in the third period. Shotgun, shotgun formation with two wide receivers to the right. That's where he's looking. Quick wide receiver screen to Kant. Makes the catch, upended, balls on the turf, but they're going to say he's down as he gets back to the line of scrimmage, and I think that will wrap up the third period. We're looking for Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. No candidates in that third period, so we'll have to look for the fourth period to see if we can get a candidate for the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. That ends the third period. Let's move to the fourth quarter as Seals Grove's got the ball at midfield. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. Injury, pain, suffering. People turn to expensive, addictive drugs and surgery before considering other options for pain. Healing, moving, living. Shemokin Dam Health Center treats the cause of your injury, not just the symptoms. To relieve pain and restore your body to health, when you're ready to work again, play again, live again, call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center. Designed with you in mind. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Get ready to move to the fourth quarter with Seals Grove trailing 7-0 to the Montoursville Warriors. A lone score in this game. Game on a 43-yard touchdown reception by Delana from Shearer. And that came back all the way in 11 minutes to go in the second quarter. But now we've had a shutout third quarter and it leaves the game sitting at seven nothing Montoursville leading Seals Grove has it at midfield on second down and 10 quick throw this time catch is made by Kissinger at the 45 yard line it'll set up a third down and four for Seals Grove a manageable third down Kissinger's that is maybe his first reception of the seat second reception of the season but what a big one it is there because Seals Grove now looking at third and four Came in with one catch for six yards. Now he's got his second. Shot looking the other way this time. Almost intercepted, and it hits the turf. Falls incomplete as it was a wrestling match. The Seals grow number four and Montoursville number four, but it hits the turf. Falls incomplete. Punny situation for the Seals. You almost wonder if they were going to go for it there. You're across midfield. But I get it. Your defense is playing so well right now. Why put them in a position? Kick the ball here. Get a good kick. 
and you play the field position game. You're only down a score. And the head coach is a defense coordinator, so yep. he makes that decision to punt it and pin him down and see if we can't get something mustered up on the defensive side. Metzger gets a good snap, and he gets it away. It's a high kick. It's going away from the return, man, as he muffs it, but then he picks it off the turf at the 7. Gets beyond the 15 and gets a good return after muffing it. Ryan Allman on the stop along with Joe Kahn. He'll have it at the 19-yard line, and that is where Montoursville will take over first down and 10. Uh, Ryan Ahmet and Joe Kahn both having big games. Ryan Ahmet right now at nine tackles. He does have a tackle for a loss. Joe Kahn is at 10 tackles. He does have a sack, and he does have a batted down ball. So Joe's having a very big game. 11-18 to go in the game. We have a penalty on the play, unsportsmanlike penalty, and it's going to go against Montoursville. So they would have had the ball at the 19, which is a great field position, and now they're going to walk off an unsportsmanlike, and that's going to pin them short. Kiefer on the far side wanting to know what that call was. Because I don't know if uh, there's the flag. I was wondering if I even saw a flag. It looked like a leaf out there, and that might be from the times it's been thrown in the air. It might have lost a lot of its uh, luster there. It's yeah. lost a lot of threads it's eroded. flying through the air. <laughs> it's eroded. It's penalties. I mean, last week, Seals Grove and Danville, 12 penalties in the entire game, and Tawanda and Montoursville only had seven. We have exceeded that in that first half, and now we got penalties here in the second half. Handoff goes to the deep man. Off the right, nothing there. Good stop on the bottom of that pile. Nate Schoen continues to have a good game, and there's some extracurricular stuff going there, but Schoen keeps his head and walks back to the defensive side, and it's going to be a second down and 10 for Montoursville. Yeah, I think it's shown and Schaefer got in, got low, and were able to keep it to a no gain on that first down run. Need a big play here defensively. Try to force another fumble, and Seals go 16 on the season. It'll be a great time to get one. They have two fumble recoveries for a touchdown. We're looking for that here. Shearer gets rid of it. He's got a man, makes the catches on. He's met by Nyland and then taken to the turf. Eight-yard pickup on the pass from Shearer to Ott. So it's going to be a third down and short and a huge defensive play here for Seals Grove. Uh, a smoking damn health center backbreaker play of the game like play right here would be great. Get this stop because now the field position really shifts. You force them into a punting situation here. You can pretty much assure you're going to start this offensive possession in Montoursville territory. 10-10 to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 7-0. Shock playing the corner on the right side. Quick pitch this time goes to Ott, under defender, and he's going to stretch it. And depending on the mark, whether he got enough, looks like it might be short, and the official said it is. It's going to be short there. So what's Coach Kiefer do here with this fourth down and less than a yard deep in his own territory at the 19-yard line? Oh, he's straight stupid if he goes for it here. You're up 7 nothing. He's talking to Shearer on the oh, far side. Man. He's not sent a punter in at this point. This is crazy. He's playing desperate. This is a Seals Grove offense that hasn't done anything yet. It's 7 nothing. You, you've, you've been able to hold this offense in check, and you're going to risk it all here. Oh, I hope this works out. This is a This great... could be a Schmokin' Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Shearer walks up under center. Eye formation behind him. Long count. And they're going to say somebody moved and jumped. Are you kidding me? And Montoursville is celebrating. I didn't see anybody move. I've got my binoculars on. I am watching them as they're tight. I didn't see one person move for Seals Grove. And you can see the frustration from these Seals Grove defensive players. And they're called an unsportsmanlike penalty. What? How do you have unsportsmanlike there? Nobody's doing anything. 
Yeah, you're making a you're making an impact and a difference in a game. It's a seven nothing game. You're in the fourth quarter, nine minutes to go, and it's a fourth in inches. Nobody's doing anything at all. And don't and tell Derek me Hicks has just got a personal foul. Well, I, I get it. I get it. Maybe this, you know, sometimes basketball coaches need to get a technical foul, and it spark it sparks something. I mean, that's just a ridiculous uh, penalty there to call unsportsmanlike like on fourth and inches when nothing's going on. I don't care. You can't tell me you heard something. From the sideline, if even if something was said. So it goes from a fourth and less than a yard at the 19, and now following two personal foul penalties. This is going to eventually walk the ball all the way outside of the 45-yard line and close to midfield for Montoursville, leading 7-0 with 9-16 to go in the game. They're going to spot it at the 49-yard line in Montoursville territory. And Coach Hicks continues to bark, and I don't blame him at all. This has been ridiculous. I don't understand it. Ryan, it's going to be a hard interview to catch up with Hicks if Seelsgrove's not able to come back and get this win. They trail 7-0. Montoursville has the ball at their own 49-yard line with 9-15 to go in the game. Going in motion is Delaney. He's got to get the call off the right side. And he's going to be tackled in the backfield. A good play that time by Blaze Ziders. He gets up pumping himself up and his teammates. They got to come up with a big play here. And Blaze, there. Blaze, that's a huge play out of Blaze Ziders, senior. But even there in that play, you had a false start on the offensive line. Then the defensive guy containing, trying to force it back in, gets shoved in the back. I mean, you've got two penalties right there, clear as day. Second down and 14. Man goes in motion. Shearer fakes it to him. Now under some pressure. He takes off and runs with it. He gets away from one guy. His helmet gets ripped off, and there's going to be a face mask. All kinds of stuff happening there when Seelsgrove had him stop for a loss there. Ziders getting in the backfield, causing issues, getting the QB to scramble. I believe Thomas is the one that he's going to get the face mask. I mean, it's an easy call. He's walking away with the kid's helmet. And the play's got to be dead right away as soon as you see the helmets off. And it was Shearer, who was trying to get away from the defender, Derek Hicks, is yelling for a holding call here. And is this an automatic It's an automatic first down? Everything. I mean, it's going to be enough for a first down anyways. It was, they needed. Well, it wouldn't be enough for a first down. It's going to be, it would be a yard short. You're right. Look like an official was going to walk it. So it's second. So it's not. I'm, I'm surprised. It's so hard between pro, college, and high school to keep track of which you is get which. your helmet ripped off, and it's not an automatic first down. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Uh, well, it sets up a second down and one for Montoursville. Clock under 8:15 before the ball snapped here. Seals Grove trailing seven nothing. Give it to Ott going left under defender. He's going to have enough for a first down and another flag thrown. And Derek Hicks is pointing the other way. Yeah, he's pumping. <laughs> he's excited. Finally going to get one in our way there because that was going to be enough for a first down. No problem. The thing is, you don't want this to get out of hand. You know, you want everyone to stay calm and cool. We got a great football game here. So much on the line for both teams as far as seeding and where they'll be playing. You just kind of want these two teams to be able to play that out in the field. You don't, you know, I know obviously you got to call penalties when they're there, but. Right now, you just want everyone to calm down. You can kind of feel the tension. You got eight minutes left of what could be great football. Everyone just get regrouped and focus. That penalty is going to make it second 11, push Montoursville back into their own territory. 
at about the 47-yard line, 48-yard line. So be it. Second down and 11 for Montoursville. I formation with wide receivers to each side. Blitz coming. Balls hits the turf, but picked up by Shear. Looking down the left sideline, looking for Delana. Defended out there by Danny Schock. Falls out of bounds, incomplete. It'll be a third down and 11 for the Montoursville Warriors. Hey, coming up after the game, you get interviews with... Coach Derek kicks players from down on the field as a part of our Service Electric post-game show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Also, tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region and the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motors, Sunbury Motors Seals game night right here on Eagle 107, the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Shear looking over the middle, getting some pressure, gets rid of it, his Attended receiver falls down. That was Reeder. It was defended by Schaefer. Falls incomplete. Fourth down and 11, and I would think a punny situation for Montoursville. Yeah, again, you got to give credit there, that incompletion to Ziders and to Showers. Both guys getting in the backfield, creating pressure. QB gets rid of it quickly, and it's just thrown basically to no one. Sean, I'm going to try to send it back to you after this punt for maybe just some quick updated scores that are – Brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota and our out-of-town scoreboard. But after this punt, see if we can send it back to you just to get some updated, quick updated scores from you. This punt's away. It's a shake. So go off the left. So let's not waste any time as Coach Ferraro makes the catch on the sideline. Sean, send it back to you. All right, Pat and Ryan, thanks. On WKOK third quarter, Milton leading Shikolemi 16-7. to Little Brown Jug game. It's Mercy Rule now in effect. Lewisburg leading Mifflinburg 49-12 to in Midwest is up 21-13 over Tunkhannock in the fourth. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Pat, Ryan, back to you. Thank you, Sean. As Seals Grove will take over after the short punt by Montoursville. Gets Seals Grove the ball at their own 31-yard line, trailing 7-0, 742 to go here in the ball game. Coach Hicks wanted to see some momentum build up to get ready to go in the postseason. Has not been the case. Going to try to do it here late in this ball game. Goes to Nyland on a jet sweep this time. Under defender. He's got some room into the secondary, and he's going to have a first down. He was a shoelace away from taking it the distance, but it will be enough for Seals Grove first down. And Nyland looked fresh there, too, as he got the ball in the reverse. He does such a good job of stopping on a dime and shifting his weight in another direction. And he, he really just made everyone over-pursue by him. And he was. He was a tackle away from taking that to the house. But Seals are getting a much-needed first down. So first down and 10. They have it at their own 42-yard line, trailing 7-0. Shock drops back. Under pressure, going to throw a screen over the middle. And it's caught by Nyland after Hollabach was unable to make the catch. And Nyland, we got a flag on the play as Nyland made the catch in traffic. And it was tackled immediately at the 45-yard line for a three-yard pickup, but there is a flag on the play. Get a chance to let you know Bucknell is off this week, but return on the road again at Lehigh on Saturday, November 3rd. The pregame show with Doug Birdsong, Kevin Hur starts at noon with the kickoff at 1230 on Eagle 7, Eagle107.com, and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. That's a week from tomorrow. Well, both uh, Zach and I believe that they thought that was going to be an ineligible receiver, but Nyland is a receiver. He's about as eligible as he can get. <laughs> it was just a <laughs> so strange play all around. 
because he was anticipated being the block if Hollenbach caught it, but he made the catch for a three-yard pickup. Handoff this time goes to Hollenbach, hitting the backfield, and he goes down immediately. Going to be a loss of three back to the original line of scrimmage, and that's not going to be what Seals Grove looking for here after the loss on the play. It'll be a third down and ten. Seals Grove trailing. 7 nothing with a quick moving clock with 6.52 to go in the game. Yeah, I think there was some confusion there in the play call because it looks like some guys were going one way and other guys were going another. They kind of ran into each other. Third down and 10 for Shock. He's in a shotgun formation, drops back, under pressure, rolling right, and he's going to be swarmed over and goes down. Just blown up in the backfield all the way back to the 27-yard line and a punting situation for the Seals. And, again, it's not, it's not about... You know, picking up the first down there, it's about the field position. Again, that's one of those that is it's boom, boom. You see the pressure coming. you got to just overthrow your deepest guy or throw it out of bounds near a receiver because, man, now you just – the field position changes big time. Metzer gets the snap. going to punt it away under some pressure. Gets it away. It's going to be a short kick. That's going to bounce about the 45. Get a seals go roll inside the 40 down to the – 38-yard line, spotted down there by Schaefer, and that's where Montoursville will take over first down and 10. Ryan, we had senior night tonight. Seniors on the Seals Grove Seals. Aaron Smith came out for his senior year to be a member of the Seals Grove Seals. Garrett Benford, a senior starter on the offensive line and become the foundation of that offensive line. Everett Thomas, number 53, played both ways for the Seals Grove Seals. Defensively, came in tonight with 39 tackles, four tackles for loss in a sack. Ben Swineford, number 11, playing both sides of the ball, came in tonight with 28 receptions for 351 yards and three touchdowns on the defensive side. Leading team interceptions a year ago. Also has a fumble recovery for a touchdown on the season for the Seals Grove Seals. As this one's going to go to Reeder. He's got room at the 40, still going to the 45. Bounces off some tackle into Seals Grove territory and finally going to be driven out of bounds by Nyland as he takes it all the way inside of the 40-yard line in Seals Grove territory. See where they finally spot it down. It's going to be at the 38-yard line. A big run for Montoursville. Yeah, biggest play of the half for either team there. Reeder got out around the edge. He had the blocking. was well executed by Montoursville. And just Seals Grove was just fortunate enough to get to him before he just broke it all the way, shoving him out of bounds. But a big play for the Montoursville offense. First down and 10 in Seals Grove territory. Snap goes to Shearer, gives it to Maul off the left side. Underneath the tackle as he's going to take it short of the 30-yard line. Makai's showers looked like he was on the stop to the 31-yard line as Maul gets up with his hands spread out, wondering what to call. or He looking for something extracurricular-wise, and there's still some conversation going on there. Also, Blaze Zider, senior tonight, playing his last regular season home game. Entered the Seals program as a sophomore, playing tight end, linebacker. Quickly grew into an offense and defensive line force for the Seals Grove Seals. Would look for a big play here. Rolling to the right is Shearer. Looking over the middle, he's going to be tackled. Sack on the play, and that's going to be Schaefer making a stop. And that's a big play for the Seals Grove defense, able to get to Shearer and take him down. Yeah, and Shaver's having a nice game as well. That is his fifth tackle, but he's been in the backfield quite a bit. But, uh, I'm sorry, Zyder's again there. He takes on so much there. He's really come alive here in the second half. I don't know if he's feeling a little better, a little looser. Getting out around the edge, he's drawing attention. Two, three guys there. That allows Schaefer to slip in behind that and get the big sack. So third down and eight for Montoursville at the Seals Grove 37-yard line. 
inside handoff this time, nowhere. This that time was going to number 32, and that is rank, but nothing there. And there was a flag on the play. They'll have to talk this out. Let you know that the other senior, obviously playing his last regular season home game, Joe Kahn, came onto Seals Grove football scene in 2015 as the only freshman to dress that season. Has been a starter at linebacker since the sophomore year, started running back the last two seasons, had over a thousand yards a year ago, and is one of the most versatile players we've ever covered in a Seals Grove uniform. That's Joe Kahn. On the other seniors playing his last regular season home game here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. And one of the best, for sure. Still a lot of season to be played, and uh, seniors thought as they trying to get a win here, they trail 7 nothing with only 4.15 to go in the game. Been shut out offensively by this Montoursville defense. Punt this time off the side of his foot once again and look out for the lady who has bl- nosebleeds again was, <laughs> i'm glad you don't know her name that poor lady but i mean what a coincidence hey, I if you're, if you're at home funny. if you're at home and you see pat before a game do not talk to him <laughs> you will be part of the yeah. power of the microphone or at least don't say anything that no, he can I feel use for her. I'm nervous for the lady. you see where those punts are going i know I they are bad punt punts they are his hat to, has hit the simon b Rhodes memorial track yes <laughs> i think that's the first time i've said that I, in that's in the first time season. i've heard it i think and it's bad and the crazy thing is it's huge it's written there simon b Rhodes. all right so first down and 10 for seals grove after the punt shock drops back look it over the middle gets rid of it it's got nyland making the catch into the secondary right away from the safety reader at the 20 15 10 5 touchdown for the seals grove seals no flex unbelievable what a strike down the middle nyland outstretched hauls it in and the big play touchdown is what was needed that has got to be your candidate for Shimoka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And this is the way the game's been. Defense, 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 defense. Both teams scoring on big pass plays down the middle. And outside of that, though, it's been a defensive battle. Now the ever-important extra point for the Seals Grove Seals that's been sharp all season long. Christian Cancel through the snapping. Brett for the hold. And Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point to tie this one up with 3.53 to go in the game. Blaze Zider's dad wants us to go for two. (laughs) He's looking to go for two. It's a good snap, good hold. The kick is up. The ball shoots through the upright and is good. Sean, this game's all dotted up 7-7 between the Seals and the Warriors. How about some other games going on around the Valley? All right, guys. Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Milton leads Shikalemi on WKOK 16-7 in the third quarter. Little Brown Jug game, a blowout for Lewisburg as they head for the fourth in Mercy Rule, 49-12 over Mifflinburg. Midwest holding on in the fourth as they lead Tunkanek, 21-20. Third quarter, Central Columbia leading Bloomsburg, 28-14. In the fourth quarter, Warrior Run leading Columbia Montour Votex, 7-6. Third quarter, Southern Columbia over Danville, 34-7. In the fourth quarter, Upper Dauphin leading Line Mountain, 30-14. In the coal bucket game, Mount Carmel is shutting out Shemokin, 22-0. Also in the fourth quarter, Halifax retaking the lead over Pine Grove, 13-8. And Muncie has regained the lead, 13-10 over Hughesville. That also in the fourth. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Pat and Ryan, back to you. Thank you, Sean. Kyle Rule will kick this one away. Return man takes it at the 12. Up the right sideline. Still gone. Got some room. 
as he crosses the 35. We'll get out to the 40-yard line. Look like Joe Kahn in on the stop, but Sealance Grove ties this game up 7-7 on a 72-yard touchdown reception by Nylon. Coming from Danny Schock, his seventh touchdown of the season for the freshman quarterback. The extra point good. Seals Grove knots it up at 7-7. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. So Danny Schock gets his, excuse me, his eighth touchdown pass of the season for the Seals Grove Seals. And Nyland gets his third catch. Shear throwing it to the sideline. Defended well by Schaefer. Incomplete. It'll bring up his second down and 10. Ryan, what a crazy game we've watched here. And like you said, two big plays, one for Montoursville back in the second quarter for the touchdown. And now Seals Grove gets it here in the fourth quarter on a 72-yard touchdown connection between Chuck and Nyland. It's just, it has brought life. It's brought life back in the Seals Grove faithful here. The, the, you can see it on the sideline. You can see it in the stands, the student section. And, let you know, right here, let's see it from this defense. We need a major, major defensive stand here. Shearer gets the snap, looking over the middle, taking off, still looking downfield, gets rid of it, and knocked down by Swineford. Delano was the intended receiver, but Swineford, the senior, spikes it to the turf, incomplete, third down and ten. And, oh, honestly, the QB had all the time in the world, but the coverage was so good it didn't matter. Eventually just got frustrated. I thought he might just run. I thought he had room to run. But, man, he tries to deliver a strike, and it's third down and ten. Great coverage there by the Seals Grove secondary, including uh, senior leader there, Ben Swineford. This is Seals Grove football on WEGH Northumberland, Seals Grove. It's a big third down play here for the Seals Grove defense. All knotted up 7-7. Shearer drops back, looks out to the flats, got a man making the catch. Is Ott right at the first down marker. This is going to come down to a spot. And this is not an exact science. It's short. It's right at the first down marker. I think it's short. That's a tough. The head official's going to come over and uh, take a look at it. They don't do a lot of measurement on the high school level, but this might cause you to have to measure, and it will. So, Ryan, oh, it's going to be close. This could be a candidate for the Smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. They're either going to get it by a link or they're not going to get it by a link. This is super close. Way to throw yourself out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at first, I mean, I'm trying to look at it. It's so close. I don't even know what to say. All right, well, let's do the play-by-play. The official grabs the chain, pulls it tight, and it's going to be enough for a Montoursville first down by a link. That was by two links. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tough, tough, tough. Well, let's kind of uh, reset this 319 to go in the game. 7-7 ball game as Seals Grove just struck on a Nyland 72-yard touchdown reception that tied the ball game up. Montoursville has moved the ball into Seals Grove territory. They'll have first down and 10 at the Seals Grove 49-yard line. Eye formation behind Shear Gives it to the fullback, and he goes down quickly. The Sig- ball loose. Nope, he has it in his gut. Siganor is the carrier. They're going to give him okay. Wow, stretch it out for a big, long yeah, yard that's, and a half. Wow. This is... <laughs> That was, official that was the, real friendly. Yeah, the official on the far side had it back to the original line of scrimmage, and the other guy grabbed it and took it a yard and a half down the field. So it's going to be a second down and a long eight for Montoursville. Tight formation. Blitz comes, gives it to Ott. Hit, tackled. That is Ryan Allman making a stop as Ott 
Got it beyond the Seals Grove 45-yard line to the 44-yard line. So a huge third down and five play here for the Seals Grove defense. And again, I mean, this is where you need it. You need the stand here. Two minutes and 22 seconds. Clock is running. Seals Grove get a stop here. They do have all of their timeouts remaining. Montoursville has two. Get a stop here. Get that ball back. And you have the ball in position with probably around two minutes to go to go down and get a game-winning drive. Delano will split far to the right. He has a lone touchdown on the night for Montoursville. Shearer gets the snap. Under pressure, being chased by Makai Showers, and he'll get the sack on the play. And I think you got to give credit to Ziders there as well because Ziders was low, Showers was high. And that's a huge sack. That's definitely going to put them in a punting situation as they're going to be about fourth and 11 as they take a five-yard loss on that sack. And that's what they'll jog out. Remember, this punter for Montoursville has almost hit the lady who has bloody nose when she goes really high in the blizzard. That's the fifth mention she's gotten. The mystery lady. So, I mean, but on a serious note, this punter has struggled all night with Shanks off the left. He's a left-footer punter. See how he does here. He does the same thing. It's going to be a short punt, and it's going to bounce out of bounds at the 22-yard line. 23-yard line. Seals Grove will take over first down at 10. One fifteen to go in the game. you got three timeouts. You're going to get a, a timeout every time you get a first down, or at least the uh, clock stops until you set the chains. Here it is. Here it is right now. You want to be that number one seed. I'm pretty sure if Seals Grove wins tonight with the new strength of schedule and everything, it looks like they would be the number one seed. So the district championship would have to go through Seals Grove. It is up in the air a little bit, but it looks like it'd be in favor of that. Otherwise, Seals Group will have to uh, hope things fall in their position that they would be the first seed. Shock rolls to his left. Look, it's going to take off and run with it. Flag on the play. Flag behind him. Most likely from the reaction of the faithful here on the near side, it's going to be a penalty, and it is against the Seals Grove Seals. And Danny Shock made a good decision just to take off and run with it. But it's going to be washed away and brought back. And you know what? I like it. I like it because we haven't seen him really run all night or any design runs for him. So that would really throw things in the mix here in this possession for the Montoursville defense, something they haven't seen all night. So it's going to be March back. Hey, if you're interested, you can buy a lottery calendar from my daughter for Seals basketball, junior high basketball player, seventh grader on the ladies' side. So... You know, if you want a private mess of me and you want one, help uh, the Lady Seals basketball boosters. My daughter is selling them. They're only 10 bucks. Give you three months' worth of lottery numbers. So private mess me on Facebook, and I'll get you one. Shock drops back. He's got some time. Rolling out to his right. Still has it. And he's going to get rid of it. Throws it over the middle to nobody. And sometimes officials will talk and say, is that illegal? Ah, hit as he was thrown. That's that's us talking from a Seals Grove. That's all faithful. matters. That's all that's matters. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but wow, I do think he was actually hit as he was throwing the ball. Well, that's going to be the call, and it's going to bail shock out there because I did not see anyone within about 25 yards of where the ball landed on the turf, and he was avoiding pressure. So it's going to set up a second down and 22. 51 seconds to go. In the ball game, all tied up 7-7. Shock under center, takes the snap, gives it to Hollenbach. He's at the second level, drag a defender beyond the 15, out to about the 18-yard line. 
The clock will stop with 43 seconds to go in the game. And again, we're all knotted up at 7-7. I think they're going to play for overtime here. Montoursville takes the timeout. That's a good call by Coach Hicks. Make Montoursville use their timeouts. They'll be down to one. You can run the ball now on third down. They'll have to burn their last one and a decent punt. It's going to probably get it. Half the ball's right now where they got the ball spotted at, about the 20-yard line. Just short of the 20, about the 18-yard line. So let's say you even pick up a couple yards here. You punt on fourth down. You would think the way that Metzger's been punting tonight, he's going to get it past that 50-yard line, and that would put you know over half the field in front of Montoursville, and I would have to think it would be right around 30 seconds to go in the game. So I think right now, third and 15, they're probably going to play for overtime here, Seals Grove. Now, the kicker for Montoursville, his longest on the season is 38 yards. He's 3 for 4 on the year. The only problem is they're not going to have any timeouts to stop the clock and set up their field goal unit. It would be rushed. So third down play here, I-formation. Ryan Allman, the fullback. Hollenbach is in the tail. He gets the pitch going wide. He's going to be hit. Stay in bounds. They're grabbing the ball. Stay in bounds. They're grabbing the ball with no whistle blown yet. Boy, he was hit multiple times. Momentum had stopped, and they had not blown the whistle for the clock to run is good. But, boy, giving Montoursville a chance to rip that ball out of there. Hollenbach able to hold on to it. John Gray strength. Yeah. Very good strength to hold on to that. Multiple guys trying to rip it out. But as you said, Montoursville has to use their final timeout to stop the clock with 34 seconds to go in the ballgame. 7-7 game between the Seals and the Montoursville Warriors. Montoursville coming in at 7-2 after a blowout win a week ago over to Wanda, 49-13. Seals Grove lost a week ago to Danville, 31-7. Both teams looking for postseason play. Both teams will be getting just that, but it's a matter of who's going to go into postseason on a high note with a win here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. But right now, we're all knotted up 7-7, and Seals Grove's going to look to get a punt here. Camp Fogarty will do the snap. Metzger will punt it away. Drop them back is Ott and Maul. Punt return-wise, Ball averaging 16 yards and Ott 14 yards on a return. So they're able to catch it at the 50 and get around their average. They would be able to get it down to about the 30-yard line. A good high punt. A fair catch. No, not taken by Mull. He's trying to get to the edge. He's at the 40, 35, still going. Cuts inside the fender at the 20, and then it's going to get all the way down to the 17-yard line. By Maul on the return. Uh, that's about almost the worst-case scenario outside of a score there. Montoursville with no timeouts, 20 seconds ago, should be able to run a play. If they were to get yards, can't stop the clock. They could spike it, get another playoff. Well, maybe not. They'd, that would be third down. They'd throw it. Yeah, yeah they'd have the to end throw zone. The end See zone. if they could throw a couple times. Colin Gorini is the kicker again. Three for four on the season. 38 yards is his longest. If they don't get a yard here, right now they have it at the 17-yard line. So it would be about a 34-yard field goal attempt for Montoursville. Shear under center takes the snap, hands it off. Now the clock will run. they got to quickly get up as he gets a couple on the carry. 12 seconds left on the clock. Still going. Hasn't been spotted down yet. Eight seconds. Seven Sheer 
under center, takes the snap and spikes it to the turf with 4.2 seconds to play on the clock. Wow. I don't think Seals Grove's had a blocked PAT this year. Blocked field goal. They do have a blocked field goal? Well, you said a PAT. Or I'm just thinking of any block in this situation, in a kicking situation. They have one blocked punt, but they have not blocked a a field field goal goal or a PAT. So, I mean, this this is something that they would need to get a first here in the last regular season week. They spotted at the 22-yard line, so a 32-yard field goal attempt here as Derek Kicks will take a timeout. And we'll do the same as we'll send it to Sean. Some updated scores. Sean, we're locked up 7-7 with a 32-yard field goal attempt coming up from Montoursville with a potential win. What else you got going on? All right, and the uh, Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard guys on WKOK in the fourth quarter. Milton leading Shikalemi 16-7. Little Brown Jug game on 100.9. The Valley Max Moyers with four touchdowns tonight for Lewisburg. Green Dragons 56-12 over Mifflinburg in the fourth. Midwest still hanging on, 21-20 over Tonkanic in the fourth. In the fourth quarter, Warrior run with two fast touchdowns as they take the lead 22-6 over Columbia Montour Votech. Also in the fourth, Southern Columbia leading Danville 42-7, Upper Dauphin 37, Line Mountain 14. Mount Carmel shutting out Shemokin in the Cole Bucket game in the fourth, 28 to nothing. And in the fourth quarter, Jersey Shore blasting Central Mountain 40-14. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Pat Ryan, back to you. Thank you, Sean. The field goal is down, and it's up. And did it get through? It did. Montoursville is able to kick the 32-yard field goal to send them to victory as the clock sits at 0-0. Montoursville pulls this one out at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium with a 32-yard field goal to win this game 10-7 over the Sealands Grove Seals. As we stick around, Ryan will get down on the field, interview with Coach Derek Hicks, players from down on the field, as Sealers Grove comes up short, 10-7 to the Montoursville Warriors. Ryan, we're going to change things up, Sean, a little bit. If you would not mind taking it from me right now, go to break, come back, and uh, get Ryan down on the field. As He's probably not going to get a chance to get to Coach Derek Hicks. As that game ends on a 32-yard field goal, Montoursville wins this one 10-7. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team Sports medicine specialists and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. Your expert car repair skills can advance you in your career. Join a team of excellence at Murray Motors Chevrolet hiring collision center technicians now. Qualified applicants must have a minimum of one year experience. Current on body work trade tools. Capable of repairing anything from frame straightening to unibody replacement. Have a valid driver's license. Be able to lift up to 100 pounds and pass a background check and drug screen test. These are full-time positions with excellent benefits. Pay is based on experience. Apply at Murray Motors Chevrolet Collision Center with 11 and 15 Sealand Grove or call 570-374-1151. Equal opportunity employer. We are Eagle 107. It's time for the Seals Post Game Show, sponsored by Service Electric Cablevision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. 
Welcome to the Service Electric Post Game Show here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Ryan making his way down on the field. Coach Derek Kicks addressing his team after a tough 10-7 loss to the Montoursville Warriors. Finished off by a 32-yard field goal by Montoursville as they're able to get the win here tonight over the Seals Grove Seals. Going to drop Seals Grove to 4-6 and six to wrap up the 2018 regular season. Montoursville will improve to 8-2. and two. Up next, postseason action for both teams. Just a matter of who they're going to play and where we'll play. Seals Grove is hoping to have a home game here at Seals Grove next week. Again, all that will be... Uh, brought to you, announced to you, either through our Facebook page at Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107 or obviously through the media. Again, Seals Grove Falls tonight, 10-7 to the Montoursville Warriors. Taking a look at the score and recap, there's no score at the end of the first quarter. And that's exactly the same situation a week ago to the Danville Ironman where both teams were locked up in a 0-0 ball game. But Montoursville would waste no time in the second quarter With 11 minutes to go in the second quarter, they get a 43-yard touchdown reception by Delana, and they would get that after a seven-play drive, 84 yards, taking two minutes and 54 seconds when they were able to get that touchdown. Delana getting its touchdown of reception of the season as Shearer was able to get his 24th touchdown pass of the season. But that would be the end of the that scoring in the first half. It would be 7-0. Seals Grove trail to the Montoursville Warriors. And then Montoursville would get a shutout. Seals Grove as well. No scoring in that third period. So we'd end the third period. 7-0 lead for the Montoursville Warriors. And then Seals Grove gets a big play offensively finally to tie this one up with 3.53 to go in the game as Josh Nyland able to make the catch from Danny Schock as Danny was able to get his eighth touchdown pass of the season. Nyland got his third touchdown reception of the season. The extra point by rule was good, and we're knotted up 7-7 with 3.53 to go in the ball game. But the Montoursville Warriors would end up getting the ball down the field and able to attempt a 32-yard field goal. It flies through the uprights. On senior night, Seals Grove falls to Montoursville 10-7 on that last second buzzer beater field goal by the montoursville warriors see ryan down on the field he's going to catch up with Derek hicks and uh, let's not waste any time let's send it down to ryan on the field with coach Derek hicks ryan take it away yeah we're down here at the field you're listening to seals post presented by service electric cable vision uh, tough tough loss there in the last second field goal but what are your thoughts of this game and how it played out you know i mean first of all i just told the kids that their, their effort was there you know, I thought the last couple weeks, Schmokin, even Central Mountain at times, Danville last week, the heads went down. This week, when Danville, or excuse me, when Montoursville scored, the heads stayed up, the effort was there, and, you know, we kept grinding, kept grinding, got the big play, and unfortunately, we had the, the mental mistake, we lost contain on that punt, and, uh, you know, it's a difference in the ball game, but at the end of the day, when you hold a team to, you know, seven points like that, till right at the very end, we got to find a way to get two touchdowns on the board and win that football game. Do you think uh, players like Joe Kahn and Nate Schoen jumping into other positions for the betterment of this team, what do you think role that played in the in the outcome of the effort and, and, and the heart that you got tonight on this team? You know, I think, you know, those are guys that want it. And, uh, you know, Joe Kahn's a senior. He knows this is it, and he volunteered to jump to guard. Nate Schoen played there last year. We moved him up. Wyatt Metzger jumps from tight end to right tackle. And uh, you know what? Here, the, the scary part is they were pretty good, and that's their first game doing it. 
you know, so they're going to be better next week, and if we get a W there, better the following week. So, uh, you know, I, I look for those guys to get better and better each week. And, Coach, you know, just uh, that kind of character out of your players, it says a lot as your, for you and your coaching staff. Not the outcome you wanted tonight, but congratulations on a good effort and things probably moving in the right dr- direction for you as you guys get to postseason. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously we wanted to win, but honestly, an effort like that, that's a nice springboard heading into playoffs. Well, good luck in playoffs. You know we'll be rooting for you. All right, thank you. And we're just going to keep it here, Pat. I do got Joe Kahn here. You know, Joe, same result kind of as last week. You didn't get the win, but it just felt like – there was more heart tonight. It felt like the better effort, you know, just there at the end. They're able to sneak it out with that field goal. But what's your feeling right now after this game and as you're heading to your senior year in the district playoffs? Uh, well, I thought tonight we, we really stepped it up from last week and the previous weeks before. And uh, we, we played. We had fun. It, it was a great game. Uh, the ending, rough as it was, but... Uh, yeah, I thought we came out and we played a lot better than we, we have all season. Well, you had a great game tonight on the defensive side of the ball. You ended up having 13 tackles, had a tackle for a loss. You had a sack. I even believe you had a ball batted down. So you had a great game defensively. And tonight, you know, we kind of talked a little before the game about the unselfishness of you and the leadership of you and, and doing whatever it takes to make it uh, the best opportunity for this team to win. You got your first start as an offensive lineman. And, you know, you want to know a good stat there. Out of all offensive linemen that ever probably started for Seals Group, you're the leading rusher. Well, I, I do take great pride in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, what was the game like for you? That had to be a new experience for you, and, and you know, you got some of these other guys to buy in it, but, you know, Schoen has played some offensive line in the past, and with Metzger being a tight end, you kind of get that feel of time. But for you, what a different experience. So just explain a little bit what that was like for you. Uh, well, I've, I've never even saw the O-line before I – even in mission football, I was always like a running back or a wide receiver or something like that. And then uh, I was talking to Coach after Friday, and I was like, hey, Coach, I, I want to hit, and if that means I have to go up front and go on the O-line, then I'll, I'll do it. And I want I want uh, Dean, he's going to be taking the reins next year running back, and I want him to get as many reps as possible before I before I leave. And I want to leave him on a good note and uh, him feeling good. So it, it just it, – it, I, I just want to win. So. Well, and with that mindset, you're going to win anything you do in life. Now, last question. Do you have a new level of respect for the offensive linemen? Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I respect those guys. I was going up against the 56. It was a big dude. And uh, I, I was like, you know what? I might, why, why not uh, chop block in this play? It didn't work out too well because I never learned how to chop block. And so, uh, yeah, no, I respect the heck out of these uh, O-line guys. They're there's some tough dudes. Well, you're a tough dude. Didn't get the win tonight, but I think you guys are moving in the right direction as you get in the district playoffs. Good luck to you next week. Thank you very much. All right, Pat, we're going to wrap it up from here on the field. You're listening to Seals Post Game Show presented by Service Electric Cablevision. Seals Grove falls tonight 10-7 to to the Montoursville Warriors, and Montoursville was able to get the ball down, a f- down the field on a punt return, and after three plays and going two yards in 20 seconds, they get the 32-yard field goal for the win over the Seals Grove Seals. That was the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. We're going to take a break. We'll send it back to Sean and then come back, and we're going to wrap things up here. We're still going to run down the stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, give you the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game and some updated scores from around the region. All that as we continue with the Seals Grove, excuse me, at the Service Electric postgame show here on Eagle 107 and you go on a 7.com.
Stream on with Service Electric Cablevision high-speed internet free for two months. Enjoy faster speeds for smooth streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Choose the speed that's right for you. Plus, you'll get free installation and two free months all-in-one wireless cable modem and router when you sign up. SCCV high-speed internet free for two months. Visit sccv.com slash speed. That's sccv.com slash speed. Offer ends October 26th. This is Bob Zerman at Zerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Truck in Sunbury, and we are continuing to set goals to grow our business. To do this, I invite you to join our team. We need to expand our staff, so we are seeking automotive technicians, body shop repair staff, and sales team members. If you are interested in getting into the exciting automotive field and working for our company, we are proud to have been voted the best customer service business in the Valley. Please apply at Zerman's 1301 Market Street in Sunbury, an equal opportunity employer. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575, or on the web at slivlaw.com. Eagle 107. Welcome back to the Service Electric post-game show here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Again, Seals Grove Falls to Montoursville with the last second 32-yard field goal by Montoursville to win this one 10-7. to Score recap again. I mean, it's uh, 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. Halftime 7-0. Seals Grove finally gets on the board with 3.53 to go on an island 72-yard touchdown reception. But again, as time expired. Gorini kicks a 32-yard field goal. Montoursville wins 10-7 over the Seals Grove Seals. Montoursville improves to 8-2. Seals Grove drops to 4-6. Take a look at the stats from tonight's game and given to me by our stat man, Zach Showers. Taking a look at the team numbers again. Seals Grove falls 10-7. First downs, Montoursville ends up with 14 first downs in the second half. They had 10 in the first half and only end up with four in the second half. Seals Grove only had three first downs at halftime and doubled that and one more with seven total first downs. Rushing department, Montoursville, 90 yards. Seals Grove, just 21. The passing department, 119 for Seals Grove. A big part of that, the 72-yard touchdown reception by Nyland. Montoursville, 142 yards through the air. So total numbers. Seals Grove, just 140 yards. Montoursville, 232 penalties, an issue all night long. The teams combined for 18 penalties. Seals Grove ended up with 11 penalties for 117 yards. Montoursville, seven penalties for 68 yards. Just one turnover, and that was a fumble by Montoursville. Seals Grove got their 16th fumble recovery on the season for unable to take advantage of that when they got really good field position. Take a look at... Individual numbers, first in the rushing department for Montoursville. Reader, four carries for 46 yards. Ott came in the leading rusher for Montoursville, ended up with 13 carries for 39 yards. Mall, three carries for 22 yards for Montoursville. Quarterback, 
Shear, 13 for 22, 142 yards and a touchdown for the junior quarterback. In the receiving department, Delana, five catches, 83 yards, and the lone touchdown reception of the night for Montoursville for Delana from 43 yards out. Ott, four catches for 50 yards for Montoursville. Taking a look at Seals Grove in the rushing department, Hollenbach, 20 carries, 57 yards, and Chuck ended up with minus 47 yards on multiple sacks on the night. And that was a big part of the game here tonight for the Seals Grove Seals. Shock ended up 10 for 19 for 119 yards and a touchdown, and that one went to Nyland. Nyland, three catches, 82 yards and a touchdown. Bastion, two catches, 17 yards. Kant's added two catches to his season, two catches for 10 yards. And also Schaefer, one catch, six yards. That came early in the ball game. So again, Seals Grove falls 10 to 7 to the Montoursville Warriors. Total numbers, total yards, again, Montoursville 232, Seals Grove just 140 yards. Now we move to we do candidates throughout the ball game of who's going to be or what's going to be the Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Well, for a while there, you thought maybe it would be the 43-yard touchdown reception by Delana, which would be the difference on the night should the game finish at 7 nothing. Then you thought maybe the backbreaker play of the game would be the Josh Schneidlin 72-yard touchdown reception to tie the ball game up at 7-7. But not so fast, my friend. It ended up being the 32-yard field goal by Montoursville. As time expired, finishing off that three-play drive after a great punt return by Montoursville set that up. But again, Montoursville kicks a 32-yard field goal to win as time expired and beat Seals Grove 10-7. That's the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Schmokadam Health Center offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4333 for appointment. That's the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game remember each week you can hear play-by-play action of the bucknell bison football with doug burtz on kevin hurst starting with the bison build-up on eagle 107 well that's been the service electric post-game show here from harold l bullock memorial field next week seals grove moves into postseason action not sure where they'll play or who they'll play but seals grove will be heard right here on eagle 107 eagle107.com you can get seals game day with me pat o'brien ryan brantz and six the Denver Kicks pregame show at 6.30, followed by the kickoff at 7. Again, that wraps up the Seals postgame show presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. Seals Grove Falls tonight to Montoursville, 10-7. to 7. For Zach Showers, our stat guy, Sean Carey, our producer, and Ryan Brandt. This is Pat O'Brien saying thanks for joining us tonight for Seals Football on Eagle 107. Up next, scores and highlights from across the region in the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 at the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.